This episode of the Weekly Regular is brought to you by Foothill Tattoo in Rialto. Um, real quick, I just want to give a shout out to Brad, uh, Sans Tattoo <laughs> Artist. You can't do shout outs <laughs> in the intro. I just did. What's uh, up, Brad? So it can get. So, well, going by those rules, I'd like to shout out for next episode. Oh, Brad, you can't my do ta- that. Why not? If you can do it during the intro, right? Can I? You can't do it pre episode. This can't. is the beginning. This is like the pre roll at the beginning of the episode, but that, that doesn't count. You can't say it for next episode. Why not? So we're just going to start the next episode and i'm gonna be like oh damn it i lost <laughs> yes that's, that's exactly how we're starting the next Great. episode anyway this episode is uh brought to you by foothill tattoo in rialto california where uh my best friend brad and his brother and uh also best friend trey tattoo they are the owners and tattooers there with other artists like steven and and other people uh uh, on Friday the 13th of September uh, from noon until midnight go get a tattoo for very 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 cheap they're doing a Friday the 13th sale and I will be there DJing playing music Ooh. you'll see us on the DJ in the flesh in the flesh uh, and if you go and get a tattoo at on uh, the flesh on the flesh yeah <laughs> <laughs> if you go get a tattoo uh, if you go get a tattoo of me or Brandon's face it is free Yes. <laughs> I've worked that out with Brad and That's Trey. That's amazing. If you go get the tattoo of either my face or Brandon's face, uh, it is a free tattoo. Uh, yeah. Uh, any Anything else? Um, I'm still upset that you pre-shouted out Brad for next episode, but I guess we'll go ahead and start the show. Let's get into it. You got it, girl. You got it. Hey. Hey, 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 you got it, girl, you got yeah. Pretty little thing, you got a bag and now you wildin' uh, yeah. You just took it off the Are line, no mileage Um, not as much as you would like me to be <sighs> Turn it back up, turn it back up, turn it back up Yeah, 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 have you heard this song? No, um, yeah, once, You're a DJ, you should, you should hear this song eight times a day you got it, girl, you got it. You got it, girl, you got it. You got it, girl, you got it. Little baby, I'm back and I'm working. No, not a pop, but you're working. So here's why, here's why Chris Brown and Drake are geniuses. Because I know in the studio, when Chris Brown was like, how should I come in with my verse? <laughs> oh, man. When, when he was like, little baby in the back. Oh baby in a bag and I'm working. Oh baby in a bag and I'm working. It's so genius because like that's the song. That's the part everyone remembers. So when like you play that at the party or in the club, like every that's every, the part you're waiting for. Yeah, every girl yeah. in the club is like, yeah, that's better and I'm working. Yeah, it's crazy, man. They're geniuses. How do you feel about Chris Brown? Um, I don't have. Uh, Strong feelings either you way for should. Chris Brown. <laughs> you should have very strong feelings about Chris against Brown. him. No, no, for him as an artist, he is. He Chris Brown. I was. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Chris Brown is. When it comes to pop music, is probably. If there's a top three of the most talented performers in in pop music, he is probably second on the list. Two second to who? Actually, I'd put him first. Uh, a lot of the Beehive's going to be mad. They would say oh. Beyonce. And Beyonce is in the top three, but I, I would put Chris Brown uh, over her because of his vocal ability. Well, one, 
I think he's a better dancer. But I mean, that's debatable. But two, he's a much better singer than Beyonce is. Um, who's who's the third in the top? I put Bruno Mars up there. Okay. Because uh, and I, and the the funny thing about Chris Brown and Bruno Mars, they're in the top three, and they're both chain smokers, which is crazy. What the, uh, do you mean that they are members of the producing? Yeah, they're group, both in the group chain smokers. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, wow. you know that. I mean, Chris Brown records all the demo vocals for Chain Smokers before the song gets recorded. Seriously? But then he has other people record it. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. That's yeah. Wow, That's wild. Um, they smoke cigarettes though. Yeah, the, both Chris Brown and and Bruno Mars are like heavy, heavy cigarette smokers. That's R- crazy. Rihanna too. Uh, well, yeah, a lot of them are. But for, so for Bruno Mars and Chris Brown to both sing so high, so yeah, well, yeah, and then jumping around yeah, on the stage, like crazy, that. crazy, yeah. right? So yeah, if there's a holy trinity of like pop performers right now, it's I would say Chris Brown, then Beyonce, and then Bruno Mars, and then Rihanna is like a, a close fourth, I think. Rihanna is one of those. I guess kind of like Drake, where it's just like the past ten years, there's just always new Rihanna music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she she's able to. She and Drake are always able to like because there's two kinds of artists. There's like well, there's two kinds of like iconic pop artists. There's like kind of the Beyonce, um, and she's maybe not even the best example of this, but there's like the Beyonce who like basically they become so big and they become so iconic by creating by by staying in their own lane mm-hmm. that they kind of force pop to change with them and then you get artists like Rihanna and Drake who are kind of the opposite where like they're so good at what they do they can adapt to any sound and pull it off well yeah and they and Drake and Rihanna like continue to like reinvent themselves every couple of years and it's crazy where on the iconic pop spectrum is iconic pop is Iconopop? Um, they're they're higher than you probably would think. I don't know. I haven't sat down to make like a top fifty pop performer list, but they're probably in the upper. If there's a top fifty like pop act list, they're in the top fifty for sure. Because a lot of what they were doing, like, has become the 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 standard yeah. for pop music in terms of like vocal production and melodies and the way you write a dance hook and stuff like that. Well, and we also have Bruno Mars and Chris Brown as the chain smokers to thank <laughs> yeah, for that. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The du- the producer duo of Chris Brown <laughs> and Bruno Mars. Yeah. Um. Uh, how you doing? I I'm good, man. I'm I'm riding a wave right now. Of, what of what happiness. wave? Oh, I don't know. Just good stuff. You know, things nice. are going well. Good. Uh, been it's a, it was a very music and uh and Hollywood kind of uh heavy week for me. Oh, yeah, man, we live in LA. There's a lot of stuff, yeah. Cruising down Hollywood Boulevard. Uh, Cruising down the street in your six four. Exactly. Jocking the bitches, smacking the hose. <laughs> is that what Sm- you were doing? Uh, well, I was smoking endo, sipping on gin and juice. Oh, uh, laid back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What we- was your mind on? Uh, my money. And what was your money on? Uh, my mind. Ah, I got yeah. it. Okay, yeah, that's great. Would you say it was a good day then? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> would you say that today was a good day then? Uh, I would actually. Yeah. Yes. You got no static from the cowards. <laughs> Your wife, your wife Faith made breakfast with no hog. I I can't uh, hit the ball back as well on this one. Oh come on, man! I'm sorry, man. Did you find the park where the homies were playing basketball? <laughs> come on, man! You don't know one line from today was a good no, day. No, I don't know. I'll give you the one line that everyone always remembers. Seven uh, Eleven. 7-Eleven even had a back dough, Lil Joe. You you don't remember that part? That's when he's talking about shooting craps, shooting dice. Oh, oh, come on, man. Sorry, man. Either that or uh, 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 the police drove right past me. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. You got to listen to more Ice Cube, man. I know. Well, um, actually, I want to talk to you about later. There's some some. You news. have Ice Cube news? I do. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, kind of. Okay. We'll we'll get into it uh, later. Uh, it was a music heavy week for me because uh, should we start with the VMAs? Oh yeah. All right, let's start with the VMAs. I, so I didn't watch the VMAs. Sick. All right, cool. Moving uh, on. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I saw a couple performances. Like I saw Lizzo. Okay. What'd you think? Uh, yeah, it was good. Yeah. Uh, Why do you think men are great until men have to be great? <sighs> that is the eternal question. Yeah. Um, Did you like the giant inflatable derriere behind her? <laughs> that was pretty funny. I thought yeah. it was boobs at first, and then I was like, no, it's a butt. Yeah. But, you know, there are evolutionary uh, biologists, or maybe they're evolutionary psychologists. I think it's evolutionary psychologists who believe that the reason why... Um, men and some women are attracted to boobs is because they look like butts and like evolutionarily we've been evolved to like butts because that's like just beyond the crestal horizon of the butt is <laughs> lies lies the reproductive organs of a woman interesting so like yeah that's why we like big big round bulbous boobs interesting okay yeah um okay oh well, well. All right, well, that so were you just losing your mind then when you realized? Uh, yeah, it was my a butt? evolutionary uh, radar, my evolutionary uh, radar was going off, man. Yeah, exactly. I was like, there are boobs near. That's what I said when I saw that. Uh, I liked Lizzo's performance. I thought it was really good. Mm -hmm. uh, I enjoy the shot I enjoyed the most in that performance was they kept showing Queen Latifah having the best time. Oh yeah, and I enjoyed that. Yeah, That's, I like Queen Latifah. Yeah, she's great. Um, and she's always been great. And she never has to be great. Because <laughs> she's always great. Queen Latifah doesn't get enough credit, but we should give her her flowers while she's still here. Um, not while she's still here in the room we're recording in, but while she's still uh, on You can her. leave now. Yeah, thanks, uh, Queen. Thanks. We're, we're good. <laughs> um, no, but like Queen Latifah is, was one of the first and best female rappers yeah. of her era. And then became out of nowhere a sitcom star yep uh who was like basically stole every scene she was in in living single and then she became a movie star and then, <laughs> then she, she became did, a jazz singer and then she just became a discussed. jazz singer she's done broadway like she and all while never doing anything wild or crazy yeah. Like she's never gotten a dui she's never like beat someone up right. she's never said anything racist or homophobic like she's just she's great yeah and she's always kind of just. She so, she was in a movie with Steve Martin. <laughs> That's crazy. So you would nominate Queen Latifah to be 2020's Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Well, I feel like she's already had the Keanu Reeves career. You know, Keanu Reeves is just now starting to have it. Well, yeah. No, I mean Keanu Reeves is 2019 because yeah. he's crushing 2019. I guess Queen Latifah would have been like 2006's Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Yeah, because you know, bringing down the house, the uh, the hol last holiday or hol the last holiday when she was like skiing or something. <laughs> yeah, she was in that movie uh, Just Right with Common, where he played a basketball player, and she was like, "Oh, the 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 last person you think he'd fall in love with." That of course he falls in love with. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, man, you're thinking of Smoke and Aces that Common was in. <laughs> Why do you know that movie? Cause I watched it in theaters. <laughs> no, you're thinking of uh, Ace of Spades. The no. uh, the uh, the song by um, uh, the band Lemmy's in what uh, Motorhead? Uh, no, you're thinking of um, 
uh, Ace of Base is what you're thinking. <laughs> Ace of Base. Uh, I saw the signs. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, you're thinking of the movie Signs with, uh, <laughs> with uh, by M Night Shyamalan. <laughs> <laughs> um all right edward edward uh keep going uh vmas vmas uh um what happened oh yeah so uh i didn't i just watched a couple of performances i didn't watch the show have they been doing the vmas the whole time or did i think so really yeah Cause I, cause why I, does this feel like the one everyone watched right <laughs> like i felt like th- it feels like it was a vma reboot like they stopped making it like eight years ago and they're like you know what remember this was a thing right. we should bring it back <laughs> um i read a couple like twitter summary things and it was like here's twomeries yeah uh, twomeries yeah. yeah um here's a couple performances and whatever but then kind of the general consensus was because it was also in new jersey um, oh, Madison Square Garden was booked, <laughs> right? So the general consensus was like, "This is kind of cheap, dated." Yeah, yeah. and I think so. the The reason why I think it 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 happened, and well, I get. I guess we should look into whether or not it has been happening um, over the last couple of years. But the reason why I feel like it it like feels revitalized is because I think the music video is coming back. Oh yeah, in a in a big way, because uh, the music video for a while was like, who cares? Right. You know, you'd get like a Drake video once every three years, or like, you know. But for a while, artists weren't making music videos because like no one was watching TV anymore. Right. People were cutting the cable, so it's like, or cutting the cord, whatever the term is. And so there's you know no one has MTV on their Netflix, so no, right, no one's watching right. these music videos. But I feel like in the last year or two, the music video like artists are now spending more. Uh, budget on music videos because i think of i think uh social media platforms embracing longer video formats i mm-hmm. think has brought it back like yeah. the fact that you can post a minute and a half video on instagram i think does a lot for the music video oh, you could do uh instagram, instagram tv, TV yeah. the whole video yeah. yeah so yeah uh it's back um what's the best music video you've seen over the last like couple years of like the newer crop of music videos uh, have you seen any of them? Uh, probably not. Oh, really? I, nothing comes to mind. Uh, have you ever seen the Astro? Uh, what's, no, actually, the, the Sicko only, Mode music video. I haven't seen the it's music. A really video, no. good music video. Actually, the only music video that comes to mind is uh, Twenty Four Karat Magic, because that song. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen that video. It's. I ex- bet you I can tell you what it is though. Yes, it's exactly <laughs> what you think it is. Okay, good. Uh, it's Bruno Mars and his band dancing in like just on a soundstage in front of a white backdrop. It's not that. Oh, what is it? Uh, they step off a private plane. Oh, uh, uh, okay. And it like, was going to be either that. They're or They're going around a casino basically the whole time. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Um, dancing around and yeah. Helio, get the stretch. Yeah. That, well, that's Uptown Funk, but yeah. Same song. <laughs> Julio doesn't make an appearance in that song. He uh, makes a reappearance in uh, That's What I Like. Who is Julio? Is he the bass player? No. Um, I, th- I don't think Julio's an actual person. No? Um, but Julio a, get the stretch. He, and he then, just thinks it's a cool name. And then Julio served that scampi. Uh, based so on Julio the, has to be someone then. Well, it, in, I Maybe think, it's his manager or something. I don't think that he's a real person. I think it's like his like butler guy. But in it's like Alfred, yes, but like fictitious. So, he, so Bruno Mars is racist, is what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think the, uh, Julio or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I think Julio has to be a real person. Where would he pull that name from? I think, I think, well, because Uptown Funk and 
And then the whole album of 24 Karat Magic is just like... The same song over and over again. Uh, well, the, well, the thematically, <laughs> yeah, it is. It's just very like, uh, like balling out kind of mm-hmm. thing. Uh, and so I feel like he's introducing Julio as like, hey, he's he's my, my mm-hmm. butler. Hey, get the, get, the, get the stretch or like, hey, serve the shrimp scampi. Mm-hmm. I don't I think he's so. a real person. He might be. We should look into this. We, we should spend should. more time on this. <laughs> um, yeah, so I watched a couple of performances. I thought the performance of the night, though, Lizzo did a great job, but I think Lil Nas X's performance was really, oh, really yeah. good. Did you watch it? No, I didn't. Can you pull it up? Yeah. I want you to hear the arrangements. Let's pause. All right, so you, okay, got, the, go. you got the performance? The year 2079. <laughs> no, you're thinking of... Uh, Cyberpunk 2077, the video game. That's what you're thinking. You're thinking of the uh, Prince song 1999. Young Sandwich, the ghost of Benjamin Franklin, Megan the Stallion's Twerk Wind, my mother, and Old Thug. Old Thug? He's funny, man. He's very funny. Have you watched that video of he did for Remix 3162? Have you watched that video he did on Complex where he like goes to a cowboy store and buys a bunch of stuff? Oh, I. He's very. Of, he's yeah. a very funny guy. Uh oh. What if he just did Thriller, from top to bottom? <laughs> <laughs> it's close to midnight, but he killed it. This is crazy. Listen, listen to this. Okay, I'm looking at like a Tron vibe right now. Hold on. I want you to hear these chords, man. The band is killing. Day trip tickets at 10. Hey, hey, Panini. Don't you be a meanie. He's for sure. Lip singing. Yes. For sure. But he's dancing all the time. He's, he's fine. Oh, he's moonwalked. Dang. Is this like his first real performance? Yes. Wow. Well, it came out strong. It's funny, they recorded a show version of it, though. So, like, it sounds like he's singing. Yeah. But he's definitely lip syncing. Yeah, look at these moves. <laughs> I love this. This is a lot. He just went full, like. <laughs> Don't do that like it's not hard. <laughs> I fumbled over it. He's really good, man. Dang, okay. Hold on, hold on. There's nothing. Okay, I was going to say, where's the chords at? That's the chords that are in the... But they're killing it, though. But yeah. Dance break? What? He's going full Beyonce right now. Yeah, there's a marching band. This is crazy. <laughs> what? <laughs> Man. Is he trying to get in the Neutron movie? Is that what he's trying to also do? He's... This... He's a genius. Like, people are going to be talking about this performance for a long time. Like, 
he could, he couldn't just come out there with a DJ. <laughs> no. If he wanted to be forgotten, immediately he could have. Yeah, he killed that. Wow. Yeah, Dang. He okay. That. <laughs> Lil Nas X, uh, the guy everyone thought was a joke, but is like one of the hottest artists in the game right now. He's also, seizing his, his opportunity. Song is still number one on the Billboard charts. Uh, no, it just got dethroned. Did it really? Or maybe it went back. But it was uh, Billy Eilish dethroned him. Oh, the bad guy. Bad guy. You like that song? Uh, no, I mean it's, it's whatever. You're not a, you're not a Billy Eilish guy. N- no. Shout out to uh, to Eric Palmquist. Uh, he's Did he done, work on He's that? done some work with Billy Eilish. I oh. don't think he worked on that song, but uh, Eric Palmquist, uh, producer and friend of the show. <laughs> uh, he's in. Oh, uh, now it's oh now the number one song is "Senorita" by Camila Cabello and Sean Justin Vin- Timberlake. Sean oh, Mendes. oh, oh. <laughs> Yes, it's Senorita <laughs> by Justin Timberlake, the single from 2003. You know what's crazy is Drake uh, put out an album. Uh, like every once in a while, Drake will put out an album of like, like old. I like, don't have old songs on it, and his songs will like rechart because oh, wow. you know they're being re-released and they'll do really well. That's it's always crazy when you see that. Um, but yeah, now the number one song <laughs> started oh. from the bottom. Now we're here. <laughs> Started from the bottom. Now we're here. <laughs> it's just underlined it's just more times each, each time. Uh, uh, Old Town Road has fallen to number four. Ooh, uh, number he's one over, is, man. Number one is yeah, yeah. That guy's done. What a hack. Uh, number one is Senorita. Number two is Bad Guy by Billie Eilish. Number three is Truth Hurts by Lizzo. Oh. And number four is Old Town Road. Number five is Ransom by Lil Tecca. Have you heard Ransom? No. You should play that. Uh, so this song is number five, and I know you've never heard of it because I had never heard of it. it the only reason, it, not the only reason, I don't want to belittle the song. The reason it's number five is because there's like a, a viral challenge to like dancing people are doing to it. Man, we gotta yeah. come up with a song that has a viral dance with it. I got black, I got white, what you want? What's the dance? There is, I don't think there's like a set dance. You just do like, you just dance real well. <laughs> just show us your best moves. Yeah. So funny. Yep. And there's, right. Yeah, there's nothing like that jumps out about the song. It's like making it special. It's just there. It, there was a dance craze that went to it, and yeah. so there it is. There you go. It's not. It's not as on the nose as that get up song. Well, right. we want to get down to the cowboy boogie. <laughs> He might as well at the beginning of that song be saying, all right, you know what time it is. It's time to do that dance to make my song popular. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'm going to two-step and a cowboy boogie. Yeah, so a lot of music this week. Do you like that Senorita song with uh, Shawn Mendes? I listened to it once, and I was like, yeah. Yeah. um, (laughs) Too old for this. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. You done, um, you done any music stuff this week? Any music stuff? What? Any music? Yeah, you went to a concert. You want to talk stuff? about it? Oh, yeah. Well, so I did do that. Um, yes, me. I'm sorry. I'm going through all my notes. Yes, last night I saw uh, at the Hollywood Bowl, um, the Roots and Christian McBride Big Band was the opening act. Okay, uh, go back to that Roots part, though, because <laughs> uh, that's in the band. Everybody knows. How were the Roots? Uh, they were amazing. What uh, What kind? Was it like a proper Roots set, or were they doing like big band type stuff? No, 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 no. So uh, the connection with Christian McBride is that uh, Christian McBride 
Black Thought and Questlove all went to high school together oh. in Philly. Um, West Philadelphia? Born and raised. Gotcha. Actually, they're from North Philly, but keep going. <laughs> they are, but... Um, they all went to high school together, uh-huh. and uh, there's actually an album from a few years ago mm-hmm. called The Philadelphia Experiment that's like Questlove, Christian McBride on bass, and, and somebody else. Like Jill Scott, probably? She's um, from Philly. No, it's all it's all instrumental. Oh, gotcha. Um, but, so Christian McBride is definitely jazz. Is it, what's his name on the piano? I forget um, his name. Robert Glasper? It's not Glasper. Oh, okay. Uh, Philadelphia... Experiment. Like one person listening to this podcast is going to be so stoked. We list, know, we man. looked this up. Oh yeah, Dave B. Drummer's <laughs> like, oh, please tell me who it is. <laughs> I got to talk about him too. Um, yep. Okay, let's get to the groove. This is. Oh man, what a fat groove! <laughs> wait, 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 wait. This one. Or this one, this one, this is the one I'm looking for. No, I'm looking for this one. I don't Piccolo know. Piccolo snare, dude. It's all, it's all instrumental. Yeah. Um, but yeah. You hear him feathering that bass drum, dude? Or is that the bass doing that? No, that's the kick drum, right? Yeah, I think. But yeah, so uh, Christian McBride plays upright and electric. Oh, um, is he like your hero? He, He's one of the best... Uh, upright bass players alive. Mm. Really? Yes. Is he a black guy? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Come on, Sick. man. Of course. Well, I don't know. Upright's a very expensive instrument. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Y- yes. Uh, you wonder why there's not a million black people that play friggin' <laughs> the pedal steel guitar? Is because they cost four thousand dollars. <laughs> I'm no, I'm dead serious. Yeah. Um. No. Uh. The Christian McBride, um, Danny if, McBride, if is you, who you're thinking of. <laughs> Chicken McNuggets is what you're thinking of. Um, if you want to go, if you want to deep Connor dive, Connor McGregor is who you're thinking of. Common is who you're thinking of. If you want to deep dive on upright bass stuff, and we can nerd out right now, yeah. I'm super down. Kamala Harris is who you're thinking of. <laughs> Remind me to talk about the Democratic debates too. Um, but uh, for my money, uh, the best bass, the best upright bass player um, ever is Ray Brown. Uh, okay, who's that? Um, he's the best upright bass player. See a black guy? Yes. Yes. Oh, we're killing it. And his <laughs> uh, one of his students is John Clayton, who's all who Ray Brown's not alive anymore. John Clayton is still alive, mm-hmm. uh, and he's amazing. John Clayton. Uh, he's also one of the best living bass players. Alive. He's also black. He's also black. Yes. And Dude, then there's five for five. And right then there's now. Christian McBride. Uh-huh. Uh, Christian then there's McBride. There's you. And then there, and then there's me, number four. Uh, Christian McBride and John Clayton both uh, studied under Ray Brown. Okay. Um, and they actually did an album that you would hate that I love so Is much. It just all upright bass. It's all upright bass. Nah, I would hate that. It's so amazing. It's just Is it the three jazz? of them. Yes. Gotcha. Uh, all three of them are playing bass. On all three of them are playing upright, and that's it. I, I would probably appreciate it's that. It's really cool. I have a it's called uh, super bass. Is it really? Yes. <laughs> Pre Nicki Minaj. <laughs> I would love it if it's just like the CD is just a, a bunch of different versions of them playing Super Bass by Nicki Minaj. <laughs> like there's only so, but it's like the same acapella like vocal track from her, right? Just played with different chords. Um, 
uh, I have some eclectic music tastes. I'll have you know, uh, I purchased a record player, like a vinyl record player, like a couple years ago, and I only have like you got like a Fleet Foxes album for it, or what? I have like three records. I have one of the records is I have the single of Sweet Dreams by the Eurythmics. Okay. (laughs) I have uh, Late Registration. Do you really? Yeah, I do. So do I. Yeah, that's a good record. Well, I mean, (laughs) it's an amazing record. Yeah. Uh, uh, I bought that one over College Dropout. I'm gonna buy College Dropout eventually, but they're yeah. both they're so expensive. Yeah. Kanye's vinyl records are insane. How much was it? Uh, when I bought, it's like forty bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. College, yeah that's like their vinyl. College Dropout was twenty five, and this one was forty. I like late registration more, so I was like, I'll get this one now and get College Dropout later. Yeah. Um, I want eight oh eights and heartbreaks though. That's mm. the one I want on vinyl. But uh, anyway, and then the third record I have is <laughs> the music of Star Wars, played by a uh by a Moog a Moog synth orchestra. Really? Yeah. I'm going to see if it's on Spotify. It is. Um, Let me see. I'll show you the one to play. Do you know uh, what the name of it is? Let me look it up. I'll tell you. Star Wars. Moog, Moog Orchestra or something. Yeah, it's not coming up. Star Wars theme Phil Moog. This is not it. That's orchestra. No, it's not synth orchestra. No. Um, well, anyway, uh, we'll we'll circle back to that. But uh, the Roots were amazing. Um, they did. Uh, you know the album Things Fall Apart. Mm-hmm. Um, they did that whole album. Um, oh, actually, I have <laughs> uh, I have notes on that. Um, Hit me with it. They. <clears throat> well, first of all, uh, the first person who was there in the evening. Uh, before Christian McBride came out, was Cedric the Entertainer? He did comedy. Uh, no, he just like was, it, MC. was the MC. Yeah, the the best part was he came out. He was like, "Hey, uh, I want to introduce uh, Christian McBride. How's everybody doing?" Blah 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 blah. Um, he brought him out. Then he was like, "All right, everyone, give it up for Christian McBride. Like the roots will be out in just a minute." Also, don't forget to check out my show on CBS uh, Thursdays this fall. And everyone was like, I, no. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's a he bummer. Like, he was like, shameless plug, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they did the the whole album of things fall apart. Um, and then right near the end, they did um, like a medley of a bunch of uh, other hip hop from that era that's not their songs. Really? Um, that's cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Like I did some Outcast. Um, it was, I mean, it was like the hook of of the thing. They didn't do like full verses, right? I wouldn't um, want them to, <laughs> right? Uh, and then at the end, um, there was a guitar solo, and mm-hmm. uh, the guitar player, Captain Kirk, uh, he's soloing, and then he jumps behind a microphone, and so he's doing the thing where he's like soloing um, and doing the same, like he's playing the same thing as what he's singing. Right, mm-hmm. and then he starts going like, uh, in the solo, he's going, "Tell me nothing, tell me nothing, can't nobody tell me nothing." And then he went into into Old Town Road, yeah, I'm and everyone went nuts. Like the whole band went into Old Town Road. It was really funny. That's amazing. Yeah, um, yeah, they were. Uh, it was crazy. They have uh, Questlove. Uh, they got a bass player. It was a some guy subbing in um 
guitar. They had a, a three-piece horn section. They had three keyboard players, and then they had two guys playing samples on um, like launch pads. It was crazy. <laughs> I think I found it. Uh, the Star Wars. Yes. Keep keep talking. Uh, but yeah, that the Root Show was uh, it was fantastic. Um, yeah. So shout out to Mario. Um, cause he, Oriam Setna <laughs> on on Instagram, uh, he hit me up on Monday and was like, "Hey, do you want to go to the show?" So yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna. Ch- I I you have, might have to pull it up on YouTube. Electric. This m- better be worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Type in Electric Moog Orchestra Star Wars. Electric Moog Orchestra Star Wars. And go to the third video, or third video down says main title, Star Wars. Main title. Okay, here we go. With oh, hydrogen here's a stupid ad. Get out of here! I don't want to hear it unless it's for Foothill Tattoo. <laughs> uh, double shout out to Brad. Okay, here we go. <laughs> this is all synthesizers. I guess this is what I was expecting, but I mean it's fine. <laughs> That's crazy. They made timpani sounds on a <laughs> Moog synthesizer. If you don't, this if, this sounds like I'm playing uh, my Game Boy right now. Yeah, I don't know what you expected. It's analog synth. I uh, know. <laughs> Actually, I have I'm, this I'm on vinyl. I'm tempted to go get my Game Boy right now and pull up the Star Wars game just so we can compare. I think we should provide some context. So, uh, for those of you who aren't musicians, a Moog synthesizer is, if you've ever seen, like, one of those little, like, it looks like a keyboard, like a tiny keyboard, and then there's, like, a little shelf above where you play the keyboard, and it just has a bunch of knobs. And the idea is that, like, it's sending a sound wave through, like, a bunch of different patches, and you're adjusting different filters and stuff to adjust the wave. And they somehow made that sound like french horns and <laughs> violins and timpanis and crash cymbals so it's it's actually a quite a feat of human engineering and design <laughs> and brandon is is uh, I mean, not impressed just, uh, let's see what you can do on your moog let's uh, pull your moog up oh, no i'm good it's fine <laughs> um, uh, so yeah i have that on vinyl that's one of my three vinyl records all right. we spent a lot of time on that we really did <laughs> um all right what else do you want to get into this week because i think we i want to recap d23 but i think we should do that at the end okay um, um, we did some of that last week, but th- yeah, I but, know more stuff came right, out. Yeah. Right, right, right. Um, um, did you see that uh, KFC is doing Beyond Chicken Nuggets? Yes. Have you had them? No. They only tested it in one store in Atlanta. Really? And they sold out. Yeah. Oh, of course Which, they did. So they're probably going to expand it further. Are they good? Or is the consensus that I they're good? I think that it's good. Oh, okay. But I don't know. I feel like... I know I don't really eat meat. But it just feels like we're going too far. You think so? The yeah. the, uh, the vegan agenda is going too far. Not the vegan agenda, but like the uh, I don't know. I feel like there's oh, well, I guess they did the Impossible Burger, and the Impossible Burger is really good. Mm-hmm. But like the Beyond Meat is okay. It's not as good as the Impossible. It's very possible meat. Um, <laughs> it's plausible meat. <laughs> Have you tried the Plausible Burger? You can believe it's fake meat. <laughs> It's pretty plausible. 
<laughs> and then the next level of that is implausible. <laughs> like the implausible burger? Or you like the implausible or the impossible? Um, you know, I mean, the next step, though, which I can't wait for, is actually growing actual meat in, in, the, lab. in the labs. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait for that. Without having to kill an entire guilt-free animal. Guilt-free steak? Come on, man. <laughs> steak That's that like... requires, like, no... Like it doesn't require hundreds of gallons of water. It doesn't yeah. require hundreds of pounds of corn feed. You can just copy paste a wagyu steak. <laughs> that would be incredible. <laughs> incredible. Um, there's gonna be once everyone once three D printers get really good, and once there's like you can like once you can like petri dish a steak in your house. There's gonna be like subscription services for like oh, different totally. types of meat. Yeah. Oh, meat flicks. Meat flicks. <laughs> <laughs> you just you get a subscription service and like you just go on there and you can you have access to all the download codes for wagyu steak and <laughs> hamburgers and stuff. Come on, man, Meat that's the flicks. future of gro- groceries. Oh, uh, and you're like, uh, oh man, I'm super hungry. Let me just print a steak real fast. Yeah, like what will the world be like when we're just when we're just pulling food out of thin air? You know? Yeah. When all you need is like water and some like carefully engineered like genetic like like a pill of like genetically engineered like animal protein you just throw that in the the printer and whoop there it is like you we uh, think how many of the world's problems would be solved if like you eliminated the like the scarcity of food you know yeah well i mean or the perceived scarcity of food right <laughs> you, the that's a whole other issue cuz i mean americans like yeah. we like throw away all kinds of food Think how much money the average. So if person, we could print it on demand, I guess yeah, that would, yeah. Think that how much money it. the average person would save on like groceries and food. You know, you know how expensive groceries are. That's what they don't tell you when you're a kid. It's like every time you go and get a pop tart out of the cabinet when you're six, like <laughs> your parents are like oh, oh buck fifty, great. <laughs> like we don't think that every every month when our parents go to the grocery store they're spending three hundred dollars on groceries, you know, <laughs> so that I can have pop tarts whenever I want them. Right. You know, it's crazy. Right. Uh, yeah, so Beyond Chicken Nuggets. Beyond Chicken Nuggets. Um, uh, oh, did you go get your Starbucks BOGO today? What? I didn't know it was Starbucks, Starbucks BOGO today. Starbucks today had a buy one, get one uh, free happy hour starting oh. at 3 p.m., uh, and I think you've missed it. Um, or maybe you haven't. I don't know. I don't uh, know when it ended. But I can't stand the phrase BOGO. Why? Did you it's, ever work in retail? No. It's just so... Well, I guess you, kind of. You worked at the Apple store? Yeah. Um, they don't have bogos at the Apple store. Definitely not. <laughs> Buy one MacBook, get one for free. <laughs> no, but like just the abbreviation bogo. Yeah. You know what's all I, of that? It just re- all really that, annoys so me. So I worked at Hot Topic. Oh. Shout out to Hot Topic. Um, is actually that, a good job. But you're explain that explains a lot about yourself. To that's me. racist. That it's not racist. It's just like your whole. It's everything else about you that it explains. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I worked at Hot Topic. Like uh, this was like maybe my first year out of college. Uh, it was like my day job while I was doing like production jobs and stuff on the weekends. And uh, I worked at Hot Topic in a mall. And uh, yeah, are there Hot Topics not in like malls? like standalone brick and mortar Hot Topics? <laughs> maybe you don't know. Is Hot uh, Topic still around? Yeah, for sure. It's like one of the last few stores that will be in a mall if you go to it. That in the lids. And yeah, in a journeys. <laughs> journeys. <laughs> and uh, yeah, in a van store. There's always a van store. Yeah. Th- those do pretty well. Um, so you worked at Hot Topic. I worked at Hot Topic and it was the first, being a musician, it was the first real job I had worked in a long time. 
this was before I worked at a bank too. I worked at a bank after that. But um, and so the, wait, immediately after? Pretty much, yeah. So they were like, quit, "What's your?" Pre- I quit Hot Topic and went to go work at a bank. So they're like, "What's your previous work experience?" You're like, I currently work at Hot Topic. Yeah, and you got hired. Yeah, that's I'm that's, like, that's I'm really smart, man. I got a sweet resume. <laughs> no, I don't know. They hired no, that's me, just a, that's just a uh, interesting leap from yeah. Hot Topic to. Well, bank I mean, of it was a I was a bank teller. It was like an entry level job. I mean, it, you know, in my mind though, and then I guess this is not this way for you in my mind like if you work at the bank that's like oh man that's not just like your ordinary entry-level job uh can i ask you a question are you from like the 50s <laughs> yeah see are you from like that catch me if you can era of love the united states yes no um the bank is a is a great place to work uh there's a lot of upward mobility at a bank um and so it i mean it's it's not the worst job in the world like you when i started there uh maybe in 2013 uh you started off at 12 50 an hour which is good especially yeah. eight six six years ago um it's a good job. It's air conditioned. Uh, there's a lot of upward mobility as opposed to other jobs. Uh, you can become a manager within like two years at a bank. How um, long did you work there? I worked there for like almost a year, uh, and I was either, it was either going to be quit the bank or kill myself. So <laughs> I chose quit the bank. <laughs> oh boy, I'm uh, glad you it, did. It, it's a great job. It just wasn't the job for me. I was really bad at it. And the reason why it's entry level is because being a bank teller is all uh, sales and customer service. Like the money uh, transactional part of it is like a, actually like a in their minds in Bank of uh, I, in the bank I worked at <laughs> in their we've minds. T- we've talked about that you worked oh, at we? Bank of America okay. before. Yeah. It, well, in in any bank, feel free to throw them under the bus. <laughs> in any bank's mind, uh, it's a, a small percentage of a teller's job is the money transaction. That's like that's the thing that quote unquote gets the customer in the door. Like the transaction that they're there for is just your way into a conversation about, hey, have you ever decided? Uh, have you ever thought about opening an account here? Have you ever thought about? Hey, I see you have a checking account um, uh, with direct deposit. Have you ever thought about starting a savings account? with us and yeah. help your money make some money for you like all of those things it, it, so it's a sales job and customer service yeah. and it's That's the, the same w- thing at the apple store and it's the worst part of both yeah um because it no matter what happens if something goes wrong it's your fault and on top of that you're dealing with people's money so like if they, you mess up if you mess up people yeah. are very mean to you that i have a lot of sympathy uh for bank employees now because i know what it's like and people for some reason because you're um like you would never treat a waiter the way people treat bank tellers and it's crazy like you would never treat a flight attendant the way you treat a bank teller but because bank tellers are dealing with money people feel like that's free license for them to just talk to you and treat you however they want and it's a bummer like people talk to you like you have a tail when you work at the bank it's crazy well in their defense you did have a tail that's true you hadn't gotten it removed yeah at that point i did still have a tail but yeah, it's just it's really wild, and people get mad at the employee when we're, they're following bank policy, mm. and that's that's the biggest bummer. They're like, "Hey, I need you to cash this check." Uh, sorry, sir, uh, uh, the person forgot to sign it. We can't cash a check that's not signed. Well, it's not my fault. Uh, like, sorry, it's, sir. It's not mine I'm either. not saying it's your fault, yeah. but uh, we uh, it's yeah, bank you have policy. to you have to like. And the crazy thing is, you're not allowed to say it's bank policy, or you're not allowed to say it's the rules. You have to like. There's so we can I get into this if we want. <laughs> we, we did a whole episode where we like talked about a lot did of we? this. Yeah. Oh, well, we can. I mean, we can bring it back. I mean, we, we don't. We don't have to. I have a lot of stuff in my notes. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, yeah. Uh, yes. The, the bank is a good job. Uh, once you get past being a teller. Had, oh, we. 
We got on the bank because you were talking about how you worked at Hot Topic. Yeah, I worked at Hot Topic. But what were you, you had a story about Hot Topic. Uh, I liked working at Hot Topic. The appeal of that job was I could wear whatever I want. You could wear shorts. You could wear your hair however you want. You could, I, I got my nose pierced in that time. Like, you could have tattoos. Like, and it was a bummer when I went to work at the bank because I couldn't do any of that. Um, but yeah, Hot Topic was cool because I could dress however I want. Like, I could literally be just like hanging out and then oh i gotta go into work and then not have to change clothes i could just put my lanyard on and go yeah it was tight i don't know how i got on hot topic hot topic from chicken nuggets uh, beyond chicken nuggets i don't know i don't know anyway hot topic yeah i worked there uh <laughs> yeah all right all right <laughs> oh man uh when i was uh when i walked into the room you were watching uh, the dave Chappelle sticks yes. and stone stand-up special it. on netflix is his final quote-unquote st- uh netflix stand-up special of his like prior deal that he signed for like way too much money what how, mu- how, how much did he i was thinking about oh, that because this is like was, he did like four last crazy. year or something like that yeah it was something crazy i don't i don't know the exact amount i have to look that up but it was in the 50s of millions of dollars. Yeah. Um, I thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoyed it. Have you seen all of them? I haven't seen all of the other ones. Okay. I've seen maybe one or two of the other ones. This this one is... It's. I don't think it's the best one of the of the batch. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I it's it seems like it's the shortest. Um, and I could be wrong about that. It seemed like it's the shortest. Uh, also, this the tone of this one was, I think, um, different than the other ones. Mm-hmm. The tone of this one was lighter, but also somewhat more aggressive. Mm-hmm. Like he was being much more of a, um, is much more of not antagonistic's not the right word, but like much more, I guess, more of a provocateur, I guess, yes. on this yeah. one than in the other ones. But at the same time, it wasn't as heavy. In the other ones, he talked more about like. Like he had more of like things to say politically, I think, yeah. in the other ones. In this one, it was more so just like talking about the stuff that he thinks other people are afraid to talk about, which I, you know, respect him for being yeah. the only person able and willing to do that. He, he really, yeah, because there's a lot of stuff he talks about that I feel like a lot of because I've obviously seen a lot of people are like upset with, or I don't know if it's a lot of people, but it's some loud people yeah. that are upset with it. Um, yeah, I mean comedians their whole job is to say stuff that's some people aren't gonna like like yes, that's the whole point yeah, yeah i'm sure there are white people who watch dave Chappelle's other when he talks about other stuff and hate when he talks about it you know what i mean yeah. because you know that's just the way they are but i mean that's every comedian there's yeah. <laughs> there's lots of shit other comedians say that i just can't stand yeah and yeah. you know it's it's, it's fine well you and, know? and even if i'm not like well there's there's two things i think it's great that comedians are like one of the few people who don't have to play by the rules of society yeah on the rest of everything and they can just if you're framing it in a joke you can say things that not yeah. not not for the sake of of just like being a dick or whatever yeah but uh things that a lot of people think yeah and then would never voice themselves right um 
and also yeah, comedy is a not, really unique thing. Comedy is not also it's not a public stand up comedy is not a public uh, service. Right. Like he has an audience that is paid to listen to him. Uh, he's he's providing a service that you if you if it entertains you you can pay for it. So he's at the mercy of his audience and he can decide for himself how big or how small he wants that audience to be. Yeah. So as a stand-up comedian, I can get up and say some of the wildest stuff you've ever heard that no one would think is funny. And if that's my prerogative, that's my prerogative. And I'm will. And then what that says to me is, as a stand-up comedian, I want to have two fans, you know? Yeah. But if I'm Dave Chappelle and Netflix is paying me millions of dollars to do stand-up specials that hundreds of millions of people are going to go watch, I mean... He's doing something right. right, and you know what's funny is that he makes a he makes a, a statement in this last special that I, it was really profound to me, and because uh, I read a headline, I didn't read the entire article. I'm not gonna. I, yeah. I want to preface this saying I didn't read the article. I saw a, a Vice headline that said, "Yes, uh, you can skip this Dave Chappelle special. Uh, he doubles down on the transphobia and the homophobia and that kind of stuff." And he makes an interesting point in this special. Um that I thought was very interesting and resonated with me is he says, um, I'm paraphrasing, but he says something along the lines of, cause he, he's using a story from his career when he was talking to, uh, the sta- the practices and standards and practices at comedy central. Right. And they were like, Hey, you can't say, um, you can't say, uh, you can't say faggot on, uh, on national TV. We, we, you can't say it on, not national TV. You can't say it on our network Yeah, is what he said. Cause it was he, Chappelle show. And he was, yeah. And then, and she's like, and he's like, but huh, I say nigger with impunity. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, like, you know, and she was like, well, Dave, <laughs> you know what I mean? You're not, you know, you're not gay. And he's like, I'm not a nigger either, which is. It, 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 that I mean, that's obviously the the joke, but he's, what he's saying is true. It's like Dave gets up and talks about like if you choose to be a comedian, if you choose to be a comedian that points out things that you think are funny in people's ideologies or whatever, um, racism being one of them. Uh, he he points out all the time how the. Dave Chappelle's such a new a nuanced comedian. He talk he makes fun of all the time of how absurd racism is, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, also makes fun of the fact that we're all a little racist. He he definitely picks on his own racism all the time and calls yeah. it out all the time. So what makes his his discomfort or transphobia that he experiences any different than when he calls out his own racism? Right, right. It's like, but, and I mean, he makes a point later on the special, which is, this is a much more um, uh, prickly point, but I mean, as a black male, I would agree with it. The reason why everyone's up in arms about, you know, the reason why people choose to, to pick out his transphobia is because, I mean, there's there's white there's white men at the, at the, the, the forefront of that movement. So like, we got to take we got to take that seriously. When he talks about black people being racist or like, you know, picks on something we're all comfortable picking on, that's fine. But as right. soon as he talks about like the new movement that white men are at the head of, sorry man. Right. Can't, You're not allowed you to talk, talk about, about that. That. Yeah. that has to be taken seriously. I'm just like why that defeats the purpose of comedy like that we should be able to make fun of everything and anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. And and yeah. I feel like he kind of hovers above everything and is like this is all a little ridiculous mm-hmm. for sure and yeah and then, so then I guess like cherry picking the things that you don't like mm-hmm. is, is not really 
and what makes it all fair so, to it it's not fair and it just and it, it just makes it all even more ridiculous yeah and the genius of dave Chappelle and his self-awareness is the other level uh, the other layer to all of this is like we exist in this in this moment in this in our social fabric right now where we exist in a thing called cancel culture we're like oh yeah. this person's canceled that person's canceled and dave Chappelle is one of the very fortunate people on earth who's kind of teflon from that because mm-hmm. he's and the whole reason i feel like he did this last special in the style of the, of the way he did it is like to say look man you can cancel me quote unquote all you want i've made more money than i will than anyone will ever make doing stand-up comedy yeah. <laughs> and i don't have a network i'm slave to like i can't be fired from anything he's like look man you, at the end of the day like what are you gonna do you can't tell me i can't talk about stuff yeah and i think that's the point he's making um i mean fortunately for him i mean he's in that position to do so i mean other people aren't and so yeah. you know some people have to pay a higher price but i think it's important for him to talk about these things because we should be able to laugh at everything man yeah and anything and dave's he's obviously not a mean-spirited person no, no. he's a comedian who right. makes fun of things right it's yeah um did you see the uh concert that he threw in dayton i did with the sunday service and all that yeah I thought that was really good it, it was, was like, like sunday f- service stevie was there mm-hmm. um he paid for the whole thing it was mm-hmm. like twenty thousand people yeah and it was just for in in honor of the victims of yeah of the Dayton shooting. And yeah. then I saw clips of him too. Uh, I mean, there's some like stuff where he's making jokes, but then a, a lot of just like very inspirational, like yeah. building people up. I was mm-hmm. like, good for you, man. Mm-hmm. But none of that matters, dude. He made fun of trans people. So <laughs> there you go. Um, uh, yeah, I just, okay. Anyway. <laughs> Um, um yeah uh, uh uh speaking of sunday service did you see the thing today no there's news today about sunday service i'm so excited to be able to tell you this okay uh kim kardashian posted a photo oh cool um and it's a photo of a desk uh in the corner on the on the left corner there's a bible and it's open to psalm something or other um, on the top right of the desk, there's like a, a yellow legal pad where there's some lyrics written. And then on the, in the middle is a notebook. Um, and the notebook says at the top, it says, Jesus is King. And there's a list glade garden. Selah. God is baptized. Sierra Canyon hands on wake the dead water through the Valley Sunday, sweet Jesus. And then it says September 27th. Oh, is that the Yandi track list? I don't know if it's Yandi, but uh, that's the. I don't think she even said anything with it, but everyone's like, oh, that's a track list. September see. 27th. That's like the uh, Sunday service album. I mean, and it would appear to be a Sunday service album based on the titles. <laughs> well, not necessarily. I didn't know there was a Kanye Sunday services Instagram. Come on, man. Glade Garden Selah. I don't God think it's an official. Sierra, can you hands on? Yeah, because I was checking to see the list to see if there's any like um, because sometimes like people on these Kanye like fan accounts will post pictures of like set lists from Sun uh, from the Sunday service. Yeah, and there's always like a healthy amount of like covers of like gospel songs and stuff like right, that, right, and right. that doesn't have any of those on there. It seems like it's all original music. So yeah, yeah it seems like I doubt it's a Sunday service album. It's probably Yandi. The the internet's 
uh, what the internet thinks is that it's a Sunday service album. Really? I, I, um, well, th- there's no other official information. She posted that, and that's... I, I, I will say this. Caption. I know a couple people who sing yeah. in Sunday service, and I haven't heard anything about that, and nor have I noticed any, like, weird, like, rehearsal scheduling or, like unexplained like studio sessions and stuff like that that's true usually that comes especially if, he, if he's doing a sunday service album like he's got to have a choir on there so like yeah i feel like i would be hearing those vibes and i don't know maybe they have really strongly worded ndas i don't know <laughs> but uh uh yeah i w- yeah either way i'm excited for whatever it yeah. is yeah yeah so september 27th we'll be on the lookout for whatever that Keep is an eye out um that's like almost exactly a month from now uh what else do we got here um <clears throat> before we get into D23 um I discovered a new uh TV show that I love and I think that you would appreciate. Uh okay. Um it's called Holy Moly. Have you heard of this show? No. What okay. is it? So it's a it's a show on ABC. And oh, I don't know, dude. Okay. <laughs> It's a show on ABC. You're going to be like, I don't know, dude. I don't know, dude. I don't know, dude. And then you're going to be like, sounds tight. <laughs> it's a show on ABC that is uh, a mini golf championship game. Right? Is it is a sitcom? Or no. is it like a it's like a reality show? Like a game show? Yeah. Y- yeah. Kind of. Okay. okay. So it's basically like American Ninja Warrior oh. with mini golf. So it's mini golf, but it's like absurd mini right. golf. Uh, like there's a gigantic windmill that they have to like putt through and then they have to also run through the windmill and so like the first layer that goes gets like knocked over and like into the water or whatever mm-hmm. um, uh, but it has like a very serious sports show vibe to it um, do you know uh, do you know who Joe Tessator is He's like Joe a Joe Tessator. He's like a You're thinking of Joey Fatone is who you're thinking of. Joey Fatone. Joey Fatone. That's who you're thinking of. Yeah. I got nothing. Edit, 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 edit. Edward. Edward. Um, Ed- Edgar. He's like a, a legitimate sportscaster. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's him and Rob Riggle. As the <laughs> that's funny as the hosts, and uh, so legitimate sportscaster and Rob Riggle, and they're wearing like mustard yellow jackets, like from the seventies. <laughs> oh no, they're like they're, they're they're probably reminiscent of like the gold Masters jackets. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That's that um, makes, that's very funny. And so uh, they have to do things like wait, I, how is it? How is it shot? It's shot. Is it shot like you're watching golf, or is it shot like no. you're watching American Ninja Warrior? Like you're watching okay, American gotcha. Ninja Warrior. Um, it's probably, I wish it was shot like we were watching golf. <laughs> well, so it's probably like seventy percent scripted. Okay, all the stuff that they're saying, it's like, and then there's there's different bits. Okay, so like they're like, okay, so for this one, um, you have to uh, climb this super slippery mountain. Uh, that you'll like they slide down and are on these a bunch. real people they are real people okay gotcha um, and they're like they, they slide down the mountain and then but you have to keep climbing to the top when you get to the top you have to hit the ball down and then into the hole or whatever <laughs> there's that then it like escalates the next hole is uh, you have to like hit it up onto this platform and then once it's on the platform you can you have the choice of either Steph Curry hits the ball for you <laughs> 
Or, he knows he's not a golfer. <laughs> or a robot hits it for you, but the robot is also Rob Riggle. So it like has a screen on it, and it's like Rob Riggle like trash talking him. But is it, so is there an actual robot body? No. So it's like a golfing robot. So it's just so, like a like a stick on like yes. a gear, <laughs> yeah, with with a TV on top with Rob Riggle. <laughs> That's funny. Um, that is very funny. The my favorite one was it's a really simple shot. They're like <laughs> Steph Curry. <laughs> they're like, okay, this is just like a a totally uh, ordinary shot. It's just like fifteen feet from the tee to the hole. That's it. <laughs> And they're like, okay, no pressure. They're like landmines Go or ahead. something. So the first person goes and they're like, they're like nervous because they're like, okay, this should be an easy shot. And then right as they like bring the, the club back to swing, Kenny G comes out and he's like, I'm <laughs> like playing in their face. That's really funny. Yeah. So, so it's not really a competition show. It's no. more so just like, yeah, that's really funny. It's on top I'm gl- of I'm glad it's golf. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is really funny. I bet it's a blast writing on that show. Yes. <laughs> Could you get to pitch the wildest shit ever? <laughs> it, it was crazy. Oh, man. Kenny G. Kenny G. Um, so yeah, they have like celebrity. I've only seen one episode, but I loved it. <laughs> Steph Curry. Uh, so yeah, it's called it's, Robot. <laughs> it's called Holy Moly. Check it out. That's really funny. I'm gonna watch it now. Um, okay. Um, are you good to get into D23? Okay, I got one other big thing okay. that we have to talk All right. about. If we're gonna, are we gonna end? Are we going for an hour? That's it. Wow. Okay. Um. Well, I got I got two things I can talk about. One of them is a must talk about. Okay, let's. What's the other one? Let's okay. just talk about both of them. Okay, here's the other one. Um, here's a headline: Astronaut denies claim she allegedly committed what would be the first space crime. And here's what happened: NASA is investigating an allegation that astronaut Anne McLean improperly accessed the bank account of her estranged wife, Summer Warden, from the International Space Station. So. She's having marital issues, and she decides to access her estranged wife's bank accounts from the International Space Station. Can I ask you a non-sequitur question that yes. doesn't have any bearing on this? Yes. Is she the first lesbian in space? I don't know. That'd be really interesting if, like, the first lesbian in space is also the first criminal in space. <laughs> Lesbians everywhere are like, come on! <laughs> you ruined it! Um, two things with this. Uh, this sounds like the the plot of a Pierce Brosnan era Bond movie. Just the movie, just the term, the term space crime. <laughs> right. Like we have to go to the International Space Station in order to access the accounts. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, like they're trying to like, like someone someone in the nineties found like read like read how the internet works with like satellites and like so what if the plot of the movie is uh someone is wiring money but pierce brosnan's plan is to intercept the signal before it hits the satellite and he does it from the space station like that definitely is a plot from a movie in 1997 yes as if as yeah it's like the timing has to be perfect though because radio or uh uh signals move at the speed of light <laughs> yeah yeah totally uh, yeah apparently there's very strong wi-fi on the international space station well yeah they're like five feet from the satellite 
<laughs> the satellite's like right there. <laughs> in in that fictional story, that's not that's not like how the International Space Station is. There's not like the internet satellite. Well, there's no atmospheric interference either. So there might be, there probably is. No, not if they're in the International Space Station, which orbits outside of the atmosphere. Well, I mean, but there's probably like cosmic rays and shit. Cosmic, no, man. The thing that slows down signals, like from satellites and stuff to like your phone on there is like interference between, like with stuff in our atmosphere. Like Like other radio signals and stuff? Other radio signals. Yeah, but there's all kinds of like rays and stuff up in space. No, but you're in space though. You're not in the confines of an atmosphere. There's no atmospheric pressure. There's no like... Yeah, but... There's there's nothing. There's there's literally a vacuum, man. No, there's still rays. Yeah, but like from the sun. Yeah, but which has all kinds of rays. But that's not like... That's not like telecommunication rays. That's like... So it's like natural, natural rays. All I'm saying is... It's like sweet baby rays is what you're thinking of. The barbecue sauce. Ray Romano is who you're Ray thinking of. Ray J is who you're thinking of. <laughs> Jay-Z is who you're thinking of. Jay-Z. Um, Lil Nas X is who you're thinking of. Xenon girl of the 21st century is who you're thinking Xena of. Xena warrior princess is who you're thinking of. Xerox is what you're thinking of. The copy machine. Um, Xerox? Uh, Occidental College is what you're thinking of. Is what you're thinking of. Uh, accidentally in love is what you're thinking. What of. is that? That's a, a song by who? Uh, <laughs> uh, is it Counting Crows? Accidentally in love. It's Counting Crows. Oh wow! There you go. This settles it. <laughs> There's a song that exists by the County Crows. Hell yeah. Nailed it. Um, uh, the Raven is a movie you're thinking Raven of. Raven Simone <laughs> is who you're thinking of. Uh, Raven Simone? Raven Simone. Simone Johnson, The Rock's eldest daughter, is who mm, you're thinking of. Simone Biles is who you're thinking of. <laughs> Biodegradable is what you're thinking of. Biodome is what you're thinking <laughs> of. Polly Shore. <laughs> uh, Sonny Bono is who you're thinking Sunny of. Sonny D is what you're thinking of. Sonny <laughs> D. Uh, Cardi B is who you're thinking of. <laughs> Cardi B is who you're thinking of. Uh, um. Uh, Sunny D, Cardi B. <laughs> Warren G is who you're thinking of. <laughs> Warren G. Um, oh, man. Warren G. Um, this is actually a perfect transition into my next uh, topic. Ice T is who you're thinking Ooh, of. Ice Cube is who you're thinking of. Here's the segue, because right. I said I had something about Ice Cube. All right. It's not directly about Ice Cube, but... Uh, Death Row Records. Did you hear the news? Yeah, they were bought by Hasbro. Hasbro. <laughs> what? You know what's funny about this story? Is given the details of it, I think I'm pretty sure Martin Shkreli is involved somehow. <laughs> 100%. From prison, he's somehow involved. He owns Hasbro. Uh, so I guess he's they the just. He's the pharma bro. I guess they just want to profit off of Death Row. And so I did guess. Suge Knight sell it to them? Uh, was he the owner of, of Death Row Records still? I don't know. I think the company 
the toy company recently acquired Indie Studio Entertainment One, which owns oh, okay. Death Row Records' back catalog. Yeah, Entertainment One is like a, um, they're a record label. Like Entertainment they're... 720 is what you're thinking of. <laughs> Entertainment 720. Um, <laughs> 98 degrees is what you're thinking of. Um, what were you saying about Entertainment One? Um, they're yeah, they're like an independent uh, record label that a lot of artists uh, are signed to. But I didn't know that Death Row Death Row owned the yeah the the back ca- or they owned Death Row's back catalog. That makes sense because a lot of like West Coast artists are a part of that label. But um, I'm and hoping they sold it to Hasbro. I'm hoping there's going to be a Dr. Dre Operation crossover game <laughs> where you operate on Dr. Dre. <laughs> no, where Dr. Dre helps you uh, with the operation guy. Is there like a is there like a character in Operation that helps you? No. Oh, <laughs> you invented a character for Dr. Dre yeah. to play? Come on, man. I'm trying to help with the crossover. Uh, all right. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, this is Asan Williams on the uh, weekly regular podcast. Oh. You're on the air right now. Oh, sorry. No, you're on the air. Say hi to the people. <laughs> this is this is Julie. It's my girlfriend Julie. Hi. Say hi. Hi. What are you doing? I am driving home. Oh, okay. Um, You're uh how was how was work? It was good. Yeah. yeah. We had our first uh first meeting of a group therapy that I'm leading up. So yeah. It was uh it was good. Good, good. Productive. Yeah. All right. What'd you uh? What'd you eat for lunch? Well, I had a protein bar and some cheese and uh, a protein shake thing. We get it. You like protein. <laughs> <laughs> we get it. I know. No carbs in that lunch. You know, that's a part. That's like a food group. It's on the food pyramid. <laughs> Well, it sounds like you got it all figured out. So, <laughs> all right. Well, thanks. Thanks for calling, and uh, I will see you. I will see you soon. Am I your first on-air caller? Uh, you are our first on-air caller. Long-time listeners, wow. first-time long-time caller. listener, first-time caller. Wow! 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 I'm honored. Okay. Yeah. Well, thanks for taking my call, and uh, <laughs> see you soon. All right. I will see you soon. Bye. Bye. We should do a call-in show. Yeah, we should. That'd be really fun. Yeah. Um, oh, we're still in the air. Um, <laughs> hello. Um, well, that was Julie. Uh, we, we're going to get into D23, right? Yeah. D12 is who you're thinking of. Uh, 112 is what you're thinking mm. of. Uh, Entertainment One is what you're thinking of. The company that just sold to Hasbro. <laughs> Cheaper by the dozen is what you're thinking of. <laughs> no, the film Chicago is what you're thinking. No, wait. Is 
Oh, wrong movie. Sorry. And you Edgar, lose. Edgar, Edgar. I was thinking Cheaper by the Dozen was the one with Steve Martin and Queen Latifah, but that's bringing down the house. Right. Cheaper by the Dozen is just Steve Martin who loses control of his family because he has a lot of kids. Because they have 12. 12 kids. Uh, I should have went to 101 Dalmatians. It's too late, man. It's all right. Edgar, Edgar, Edgar. Full of regrets. <laughs> um, D23. Uh yeah, D twenty three. Um, so basically, twenty four the Fox show that you're thinking of with Kiefer Sutherland. Twenty five, the album by Adele is what you're thinking of. <laughs> twenty seven dresses is what you're thinking of. Twenty eight days later is what you're thinking of. Thirteen going on thirty is what you're thinking of. Uh, forty two, the movie about Jackie Robinson starring Chadwick Boseman <laughs> is what you're thinking of. Uh, 45, uh, Donald Trump's code name is what you're thinking of. Oh, man. Um, is it too far off game if I go back to a number less yeah, you than 45? Can't, yeah, you can't, you gotta keep oh, going okay. up. Oh, uh, oh, um, 147 hours is what you're thinking of. Oh, oh. I just skipped over 50 cent. I'm oh, surprised. that's true. Um, uh, 147 hours. Yeah. Come on, man. Any number hun- bigger than 150, 150 175, 200. What is there? Uh, 225, uh, 250, 200. Uh, what, 250? What is 250? What's higher than 250? 300. Oh, the movie 300. Yeah, there you Gerard go. Butler is what you're uh, thinking no, of. No, you're thinking of the movie 300 Rise of an Empire, <laughs> the sequel to 300 is what thinking no, of. you're thinking of. You're thinking of 500 Days of Summer. <laughs> oh, am I? Um, uh, you're thinking of... 500 um oh my jesus oh man 500 500 days of summer you're thinking of um you just gotta get one you're thinking of this you're thinking of the show billionaires on (laughs) with uh, paul giamatti Well, I had one, but it's lower. So what I, is it? I was gonna. No, it's let's end there. All right, That's Edward, fine. Edward, Edward. All right, um, billionaire <laughs> show with Paul Giamatti. I think it's on AMC or yeah. something. Uh, <laughs> you, oh, you know what? You oh, know what? Oh, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. You're thinking of bajillion dollar properties. <laughs> <There it is. laughs> That's a made up number, but it's definitely bigger than billion. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you said bajillion dollar properties. Yeah, uh, you can't go higher. I, I I don't know, sir. I think you're thinking of the rapper Chameleonaire. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's who you're thinking of. I think I think you're thinking of the car brand Infinity. <laughs> 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 oh, that's funny. Infinity? No, I think you're thinking of to infinity and beyond. <laughs> Buzz Lightyear is clearly who you're thinking of. <laughs> to infinity and beyond. That's, that's nothing tops that, dude. Oh, man. Nothing tops that. <sighs> <laughs> All right, well, that's Ed, Ed, Edward, right Ed, there. Edward, Edward. All right, Ooh. so I have I've made a list, a recap list of all the things that were announced uh, at D twenty three. Okay, 
and we'll go through them and we'll talk about them. You can tell me if you're excited for them or not excited. Okay. Okay. Like rapid fire? Not rapid fire, but not. We're not gonna do a, a, a an essay on each one. Gotcha. All right. Um. All right. The bigger stuff. Not we'll spend more time oh, okay. on it. Well, we'll get to Star Wars at the end. Okay. Um. Let's start with um Disney films. Uh. So Mulan was what they opened with. Yes. Um. Looks cool. Looks cool. So they've been, they've confirmed that there's no singing in the movie. The music, the original songs will be in the movie, but they'll be just instrumental, like, score. With okay, no not, sing. They won't be, like, a musical Christina moment. Christina Aguilera. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> she's not going to stop doing whatever she's doing and come back, right? Um, although she probably would. Um, Absolutely she would. And Mushu will not be a dragon, but will be a phoenix. How do but you feel about that? it's still going to be voiced by, <laughs> by Eddie Murphy. Murphy. <laughs> doubt it. I <laughs> highly doubt it. Although, you know, you never know. Wait, he's going to be a what? A phoenix? A phoenix instead of a dragon. That... Would they think dragon is kind of like... They think it's kind of offensive? I think the only reason they're not doing dragon is because they have another dragon movie... Uh, that makes sense. ...that they're doing. But we'll talk about that. Yeah. So are you excited about Mulan? Yeah. Yeah, I am too. It looks yeah, good. Looks good. Um, Maleficent 2. No. No, not at all. No, I although I, I didn't saw, see the first one. I don't really. I heard Angelina really Jolie is really good in the role, though. But all right, Maleficent two, um, Jungle Cruise starring Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I'm a little excited because I follow Dwayne the Rock Johnson on Instagram. Oh, He's really? You do? About it. <laughs> He's not a popular guy on Instagram, from what I heard. <laughs> That's interesting. He's not uh, the is- king of Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Co king with uh, Will Smith. Yeah, I think he probably has. Does he have the most followers of, like, a male Instagram personality? Um, I don't know. He probably is. Probably. Yeah. He's got a lot. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jungle Cruise. You excited about Jungle Cruise? Uh, yes. It's gonna... I, they didn't have a trailer, did they? <laughs> no. But there was, like, a, a set video that, like, The Rock and What's-Her-Name keep putting out every week. Like, hey, guys, they're in costume, like, just addressing yeah. the camera. is one of those. Uh, I like The Rock... Um, he is just like. What do you think the plot of this movie is going to be? Well, this is why I want to see this movie is because Disney started with Pirates of the Caribbean and they managed to make like a lot of good movies out of it. Uh, good in quotes, um, based off of a ride. And now we're at the bottom of the barrel with Jungle Cruise. Uh, okay, so I have a question. Yes. So a lot of what the Rock's movies and and what these movies tend to be like is like. There's like the mummy. It's like there's a guy. He's like a treasure hunter. That's the rock. He meets this girl who's like in it for the night, the the science and the knowledge and the history. Are you uh, describing Jungle Cruise already right now? (laughs) Oh, I'm asking you. Do you think it's going to be so those two characters and they're in it to uh, to find, you know, there's some rumored treasure that's like the fountain of youth or it's like the city of gold or whatever. And then there ends up being some like supernatural stuff going on and then there's also a bad guy who's in it for all the wrong reasons do you think it's just going to be that straight up like that movie because maybe what i'm hoping it is i'm hoping it's just a like i kind of hope it's like a throwback to like romance in the stone or like one of those movies where like there isn't really anything supernatural going on it's just like two people maybe they're maybe they're hunting for some treasure or something like that and they come across some bad guys and like they kind of have to just survive in the jungle and and it's just kind of like a comedy of errors with them too. I kind of because he has Jumanji going on. That's already supernatural and all that. Like I just I hope it's a like supernatural jungle movie. Yeah. yeah, I hope it's just like straight up like like The Rock and her trying to survive in the jungle, like six days, seven nights or whatever. That movie where uh, <laughs> uh, what's his name Han Solo? 
Uh, Harrison Ford like throws uh, a woman yeah. off of a cliff. He's like, jump. She's like, I can't. And he throws her. Remember that? That was in the trailer. Six days, seven nights? Yeah. You're thinking of Ocean's 13 is what you're thinking of. <laughs> We don't have to. We don't have to keep going. All right. We already did this bit <laughs> with numbers. Um, we did the numbers bit. Um, yeah, I'm excited about Jungle Cruise. The Rock looks ridiculous in that outfit. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, did you see the photo of Emma Stone as Cruella Deville? Yeah. What do you think? Um, hashtag not my Cruella. Can we get that going? Because um, you're Glenn, more of a Glenn, Glenn Close, Close guy. Yeah. Uh, Glenn I've, Gary Glenn Ross is what you're thinking <laughs> of. <laughs> Ross from Friends is who you're thinking of. Ross Perot is who you're thinking of. Uh, <laughs> I have a funny one for that, but I'll let you struggle with it. What's your I was going to say the Colbert Rapport. That's what you're thinking of. Ross Perot. But it's all right. That's good. Because <laughs> uh, it's French, you know? Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, I so it's this movie takes place in the 70s, and it's like a like a prequel to... 101 Dalmatians, obviously. Um, I think it'd be cool. I mean, I like the vibe. I like, the, you know, the 70s South London, like, Cockney. I think it's going to be cool. South London. <laughs> South London. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> uh, I watched Kingsman 2 the other day. It's, uh-huh. uh, it's a bit of a mess, but uh, it's a fun movie. <laughs> I like those movies. You yeah, like the Kingsman movies? I haven't seen them. Really? Because I first went, one's good. These the, look like a bit of a mess. The first one's great. The second one's a bit of a mess. Mm. Um, so we got Emma Stone. It's Cruella Deville. They went. They didn't. They gave her the black and white split hair, which I I like that they yeah. just went bold with that. Um, uh, Onward. You excited about that? No. That's the uh, Tom Holland and Chris Pine, Chris Pratt animated movie where they play like. Yeah, elves or something. It feels like it should be a DreamWorks animation movie, yeah. and Pixar is like, well, what if we tried that? <laughs> yeah. Um, what about Soul? Soul. Um, Have you heard anything else about that? Because I got some details about I it. I just saw like a couple stills from it, and then it's um, what's his name? Jamie Fox, mm-hmm. Tina Fey, Questlove's doing music for it. Mm-hmm. Those are the only names I know attached to it. And then I saw like. Do you want a, a plot synopsis? Sure. I saw a couple character things of like yeah, the, the souls, the voice of or like the character that Jamie Fox is, and then like the soul version of yeah. that. So this movie is apparently um, it's I'm I'm a little less excited about it now, honestly, than I was when mm-hmm. I first heard the title and Questlove being involved. I thought it was going to be more of like the history of like, like not history, but like the the fictional Disneyfied story about like how soul entered into music and like the birth of hip hop and that kind of stuff. I thought Disney was going to try to tackle that. Um, yeah. That would have been really interesting, especially on the heels of like a movie like Into the Spider-Verse. Like you mm. can do fun, animated cultural stuff that like, you know, and bring hip hop culture into it. I, I thought that s- could have been really you cool. You said previously too, you were hoping it to be like the Black Coco. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, uh, that like, would some be kind really of like cool. fairy tale version of how hip hop started or something yeah. like that. I thought that's what they're going to do. Not necessarily hip hop, but just like kind of black music, soul music, yeah. whatever. Anyway, it is, it is much more vanilla than that. It is, yeah. <laughs> it is, uh, Jamie Foxx plays a, uh, he's like a middle school, uh, I think middle school band director. And okay. he's like, he's on the verge of doing something really amazing. Uh, but he, he's like a, he's like a really accomplished jazz musician and he's on the verge of doing something really amazing, but he dies. Like he walks into an open manhole cover and dies, which is pretty dark for a Disney movie. That is. And uh, well, Pixar movie and his soul 
goes back to um, Judeo-Christian heaven. Yeah, Judeo-Christian heaven. There's uh, streets paved with gold. It <laughs> flows with milk and honey. No, uh, he goes to. It's it's basically what it is. It's Monsters University, but for souls. It's a university in quote unquote. I don't know if they're going to call it heaven. They probably won't. But it's a university in the sky where souls learn how to be good souls. Interesting. And so I guess once you're per, and from what it sounds like, once you're like the souls are the essence of the person, but they're not that person. Does that make sense? So like yeah. Jamie Foxx as a soul is the essence of the other guy, but he's he's a different person, right? Almost as if like the so way he dies, but then he's gonna go back to the university and then he's gonna come back to Earth as a different person. No, oh. I I don't I well maybe, but in this in it. From what I understand, it takes place mostly in this like heaven university thing. I mean, I could be wrong. This is just a plot synopsis, but his character dies and his soul goes to the university and is like basically like trying to convince um, his supervisor or something like that, like who hates Earth. She's like, Earth is a waste of time. Like we're better off just figuring out stuff up here. I hate having to send souls down there. He's trying to convince her to send him back. Uh, I don't know if that's the same person or as a different person, but send him back because he loves Earth and humanity's great, that type of thing. Um, and so from what it sounds like, most of it will be like in heaven and maybe he'll like sneak off and, and become other people or like, but, uh, but yeah. Okay. But like, that's like, it's like, or it's like a cycle. So like, souls are they're put into babies uh, they're they're trained on how to be a good soul then they're put into babies and then once their person dies they go back and i don't know if they're recycled out and and, and used in different people i don't think so mm. they just like live there forever but i don't know i don't know the mechanics of it okay. it's just a plot summary but it doesn't sound as compelling as the other thing <laughs> it's yeah. yeah it just seems like it's gonna crumble under the weight of its own like attempts to answer big really really big questions and I don't know. Well, they uh, have you seen Inside Out? And it's out? blasphemous. I mean, on the face of it. So, <laughs> no. Uh, uh, well, have you seen Inside Out? I have. Uh, what did you think about that movie? Uh, I fell asleep. So cool. Um, I love that movie. Yeah, it's kind of uh, slow. Uh, to be fair, I yeah. did see it like at a, like ten o'clock start time. Ooh, yeah. In theaters, so I was it was not I wasn't doing myself any favors, but it moves kind of slow in the beginning. I was um, like, Ugh. I love we that movie. We get it. He's angry. <laughs> uh, if they make... If this movie... What I'm hoping for it to be is the sole version of Inside Out. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't... So far, my expectations are lowered. Mm -hmm. um, what else you got? Um, so that's Soul. Um, there, and then on the heels of that, there's a Monsters TV show. That's right. Called Monsters at Work. And it follows two new characters, although Mike and Sully come around every once in a while. Uh, because uh, Billy Crystal and John Goodman were like, you get one day right. where we're going to be in the studio <laughs> doing voice stuff. You better get a season out of it. Yeah. Uh, and it's a TV show. It's like a workplace comedy, but with in the Monsters universe. And it's like basically they're dealing... This company that used to deal in like assigning people to go scare now has to... Now the economy of the Monsters world runs on laughter. Uh, right. I guess after the events of Monsters University, and so now they're like having to restructure their infrastructure and all that, and and work off of laughter instead of scare. So, yeah. Um, all right. I mean, it's, <laughs> it looks it's fine. A, yeah, it, it's probably gonna be fine. It feels like it's a 
specifically a kids there's probably going to be a lot of meta office jokes like about the show the office you know what i mean i'm sure i'm sure it probably won't be a regular thing i'm sure at some point someone's gonna do it like a like a talking head like outside the office like talking into the camera oh like michael scott style i'm sure that's gonna happen yeah uh, I can see it now. I can see the writer's room clamoring to get that joke in right now. Um, um, I'm definitely going to watch that show because my son likes Monsters, Inc. And Monsters University. Nice. Who's his favorite character? Uh, Mike Wazowski. Oh, he doesn't like Stanley? Isn't that Sully? The, no, isn't that the bad guy? Who's the bad guy's name? Stanley? The, like the, no, like the uh, guy who changes colors and stuff? Randall. Randall. It's yeah, same thing. <laughs> um... That's also the bad guy in Recess. That's his name. Is Randall? Well, yeah, well. Randall's a bad guy name. Is it? <laughs> Except for Randall Park, he's great. Mm, is he? <laughs> I don't even know who it is. <laughs> Randall Park is he's uh, he's on the show Fresh Off the Boat. He's like the dad. Oh. He's also uh, the the detective in Ant Man Two. <laughs> oh, come on, man. I don't remember. He's I've Korean. Seen, yeah, I've seen. He's the- in uh, Always Be My Maybe. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I get that one in Crazy Rich Asians confused because they're both brightly colored and on Netflix. <laughs> like the cover art is very similar. <laughs> yeah, it's always be my maybe. He's in that one. Okay. Uh, anyway, and he also plays. If you've never seen the in, the interview with James Franco and Seth Rogen, he plays Kim Jong Un in that and is oh. really good in it. Hmm. He's really funny in it. <laughs> um. Okay, now we're getting into Marvel. You ready? Yes. Uh, Black Panther two comes out May two May two thousand twenty two. Excited? Yes. All right. Twenty 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 two. Yeah. They're starting to film this okay. year, and then it'll be out in twenty twenty two. Yeah. Um. Uh, the Eternals. Have you heard anything about this? Is that one of the like they're doing a show out of it, or is I it a movie? I don't think it's a movie, okay. and it's like a big ensemble cast with like, um, what's his name, Kumail Nanjiani's on the cast. Oh. Yeah. yeah, Angelina Jolie. Like, it's a big ensemble cast. Oh, okay. They're like a race of, like, immortal beings that exist in the Marvel Universe. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So it should be cool. All that's, right. At some point. Uh, are you excited? Or not excited? Uh, I'm excited that Kamel's in it. All right. Uh, the What If series, the Marvel What If series on Disney+. Plus. It'll be an animated series. See, we're getting into, like, the, the, the deep cut. <laughs> Marvel stuff that I just don't know. It's uh do you know the premise of what if of like the series of what they're doing? No. What if is like a comic series in Marvel where like they take like what if uh what if uh Iron Man never made it out of the cave or that type of stuff? What if we had to remove Spider-Man uh, out of our uh, entire cinematic universe? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what if Sony couldn't strike a deal with Marvel and we lost the rights to this character? That type of stuff, you know? Um <laughs> No, they do like, you know, little one-offs, like what if Spider-Man was bit by a radioactive cat or something instead, right? They do stuff like that. Interesting. Um, In this show, they're doing that. Like, each episode is a different what-if story. So, like, the first one they showed, like, the preview for is, like, what if um, Peggy Carter also got the... Or Sharon Sharon Carter? Peggy Carter. Whichever one is the... Sean Carter, you're thinking of. (laughs) Peggy Carter is who I'm thinking of. Uh, What if she got the superhero serum that Steve Rogers got? Hmm. uh, And she becomes Lady Britain or whatever. Um, Captain Britain or Lady Britain or whatever. Uh, Uh, And those types of stories. So they're also doing one of like, what if Killmonger survived or whatever? They're doing one of those and bringing Michael B. Jordan back. But they're all animated. Okay. So that'll be like a a show on Disney+. Plus. That's that's cool. Um, WandaVision. 
Uh, that's the we already talked about. This I know. I'm asking you if you're excited or not excited. Um, I don't know anything uh, about it. It's I know like, other than um, bummer. Wanda Sykes is not involved. <laughs> it's supposed to be like a 50s style sitcom. Um, that also has Marvel-y superhero stuff in it, and Randall Park is reprising his character from Ant-Man 2. So that's the bad guy? He's not the bad guy. I think he's just a character in it. He's playing Kim Jong-un in <laughs> WandaVision. Um, uh, oh, Kat Dennings is also uh, joining the cast. She's reprising her role from the Thor... Uh, Okay. So what I think what I think this what I think this show is going to be is I think it's going to be Wanda uh, Maximoff, the Scarlet Witch, and the Vision, um, seeing what their life would be like in different realities. I feel like that's what it's going to be. Like mm-hmm. I feel like that's why they're doing the '50s aesthetic and like it's kind of like you know, it's so crazy for us to be who we are and be in love like what would this be like if we were in different places and each episode will probably be a different no you're thinking of what if the the marvel show you just talked about um i i'm just i'm just uh what do you call it uh speculating but i don't know also but i'm super stoked kat dennings is in it because she's great who's she playing thor uh like natalie portman's friend like the one that's skeptical of everything the same character she plays in every movie just in thor kat dennings i don't no, if I know who that is. Yes, you do. You'll know her when you, she's on Two Broke Girls. She's, you'll know her when you see oh, her. Oh, yeah, okay. Not Christina Hendricks. <laughs> <laughs> Not Christina Hendricks, the other one. Gotcha. <laughs> um, Message received. <laughs> you've got mail. <laughs> uh, you're welcome. Um, what else do we got here? Oh, Ms. Marvel. Um, you're thinking of the Mazelis Miss Marvel. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was pretty quick. The <laughs> Mazelis Miss Marvel. Miss um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Marvel is a series uh, uh, based on a comic book of the same name, obviously. Uh, Ms. Marvel is a character who, she her name is Kamala Khan. Uh, Kamala Harris is one thing. I, I always this her name, her name, I was like, I'll her, let him talk. Her name is Kamala Khan. She's, I think she's uh, Pakistani. Uh, she's the first. She'll be the first Muslim lead character in a Marvel mm. movie. Uh, she is. I think she has in the comic book. She has her life saved by uh, Captain Marvel and decides to like try to you know I want to be just like Captain Marvel and then fortunately for her she gets involved in an accident that gives her superpowers <laughs> uh, and her powers is she can uh, shape shift and she can like stretch her body all crazy huh. uh, so Ms. Marvel's a series that's happening um, Moon Knight is another series that's Moonlight happening Moonlight is what you're thinking of <laughs> it already won an Oscar it's been Midnight out Midnight in Paris is what you're thinking of um yeah, Moon Knight is like a he's like basically Marvel's Batman, but he he has multiple personality disorder. Uh it's very violent and dark. Interesting. That'll okay. be a, another series. Um She-Hulk is going to be yep. another show and that's going to be like a legal show because she's a lawyer in the comic books, like that's like her day job. So like she's a She-Hulk. Dun, 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 dun. I hope it's 
I hope the show is just a courtroom procedural show that never addresses why she's eight feet tall and green. <laughs> and green. Like I hope, I, I hope it's that. Like and I hope just, it's just, just straight up about like, and I hope it's like SVU too. So it's like super heinous and serious bummer crimes. And like, but then she like sits in the chair and it breaks. And she's like, ah. Oh, <laughs> but it's yeah, never a joke. Yeah. It's never a joke. Like it's never played for laughs. It's just like every. It's, Every time she does something slapstick, like a chair breaks, it's like intense Law and Order music. You know, <laughs> I hope it's that. I really hope it's that. Um, cool. Uh, now we have. Now we can get into uh, before we the get into good Star- stuff. Before we get into Star Wars, there's a couple random Disney Plus stuff. Lady in the Tramp trailer revealed. Did you oh, see that? Oh yeah. I they're like, they're real dogs with CGI faces. Yeah. Um, okay. The Noel trailer. Did you watch that? Oh, I didn't see the trailer. Um, I didn't watch the trailer either, but apparently it looks cool. It's. Do you know what the plot is? We tried to guess it last right. time. No, I haven't read what the plot is. Uh, so last time, I th- what, do you remember what I guessed last time? I mean, based on the poster, like they used to date or something, or they, they don't like each other for some reason. Mm-hmm. She's super annoying. He only thinks about himself. Uh, and then they have to work together at Christmas for some reason close so they're brother and sister oh okay not what i was expecting he is santa claus jr and she is noel claus he's he ha, he's like estranged uh, from the family and like doesn't like christmas doesn't want to be you're santa describing claus. fred claus they <laughs> basically, made that movie. <laughs> basically and uh santa claus is like he either dies or like is retired or whatever and so he he summons his son and she has to go get him and bring him is back. it gonna be tim allen I was hope. <laughs> if it's if not Tim in, Allen, oh man! If it's not Tim Allen, they missed a because the Disney. I think Disney was, yeah. yeah, they Santa should Claus definitely. Yeah. If it's not like, come on, what are you guys what even are you doing? Gonna, yeah, right. You have one job, and it's to hire Tim Allen to play right. Santa Claus. Um, You're gonna do all this fan service and all your other cinematic universes. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, uh, High School. Now, this is the actual title of the series: High School Musical, the Musical, the Series. <laughs> That's the Good actual title. High School Musical, the musical, the series. It's a, it's That's exactly great. what it sounds like. I'm so stoked for whoever came up with that, that they managed to get that through all of the necessary <laughs> the network, Like the network was like, okay, you know what I mean? <laughs> Fine. You can have the title. It's a hundred percent a go. Yes. Uh, uh, then the world, uh, the world, according to Jeff Goldblum. Yes. You excited? Yeah. I'm very excited. For uh, that. We saw the trailer and you guessed it last week and pretty much nailed it. Yeah. Looks it's, great. Yeah. Yes. It's, yeah, exactly. It's Dirty Jobs starring Jeff Goldblum. And none of the jobs are dirty. They're all awesome. Um, <laughs> They're all things that you can wear super dope clothes to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's all jobs you can do in a Prada shirt. Um, uh, Encore. Oh, Encore is a show. It's a reality show coming to Disney Plus hosted by Kristen Bell. Okay. And it's a reality show reuniting middle-aged people who did high school theater and making them do a production of of one of the plays they did in high school as middle-aged people. I'm good. But no, listen, it's like it's not like a ha ha look at these idiots. It's like a it's like queer eye like that. It's it's a tearjerker is the way it's described. Because it's people who I, I have feel like, like... I feel like the the genre of Queer Eye is the same <laughs> genre as This Is Us, which is just cry. 
Yeah, basically. Like, you're going to, you, if you want to cry, watch this show. They should change, you know how like each one of them has like a category, like Jonathan's hair and like beauty yeah. and like Anthony's food. Karamo's should just be like crying. Because <laughs> that's like, that's all he does. Like he sits down with them. They'll be laughing. They'll be like, oh my gosh, this is the first time you've made risotto. That's crazy. I love risotto. So tell me about your father. <laughs> like it's that quickly. Like, and then the piano comes in the background. Um yeah, so it's it's basically I could see the potential for this being a really good show. It's going to be cheesy, but it's going to be I think it's going to be great. Like cuz these are people who I'm sure like they found people who like are really talented. I, you, I but here's like, an episode right they here. They stopped they you know they've they've had kids. They yes. you know they 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 didn't think they'd ever get a chance exactly. to be creative again. Yeah. And they just, this was so fulfilling. I was on the brink of killing myself. They're not going to say that. But. <laughs> They're definitely not going to say that. But you know what I mean? Like, it's going to be so cool to watch, like, a dentist do rent. You know what I mean? And, like, cry doing it because he hasn't sang in front of anyone for, you know what I mean? Yeah. And there's definitely going to be, like, there's definitely going to be, like, a gay dude who's, like, at the center of the episode who was, like, I just remember in high school, like... It was just so hard for me then and to be where I am now with my loving family. Like, I'm writing this show right now and I haven't even found the people to be in it. But if there's not that episode, like, what are they even doing? They have two jobs now. It's to hire Tim, Tim Allen to do Santa Claus and to write the episode I just pitched of Encore. Um, so there's that. Then there's uh, One Day at Disney is a, another documentary series that's happening. Okay. And it's a reality show that shows behind the scenes of the Disney company. So each episode each episode will showcase a different like one day one will be here's what it's like to work at Disneyland. The other one's like here's what it's like to be a writer on TV shows. Cast in a very specific light. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's not going to be like, you know what? There it's not a great job. <laughs> there's no one going to Yeah, exactly. Um and then quickly so we can get to Star Wars. Yes. Um there's the Imagineering story, which is also another docu series about like the history of the Imagineers from like the yeah. 50s till now seems pretty cool that's cool so Disney nerds will love that you'll love this Ooh. Muppets Now yeah oh yeah <laughs> have you heard about this no so it's for the first ever Muppets unscripted show unscripted it's essentially going to be a talk show hosted by the Muppets uh, yes. <laughs> so yes, they'll yes, have celebrity. Yes. Each episode will have a celebrity guest, and they'll enter. And Kermit's the host, and like, uh, essentially, if you've ever watched Conan, it's Conan where Kermit is Conan, and Miss Piggy is his Andy Richter. <laughs> and they just have all the. And, and they have a Muppet band, uh, and yeah, there's guests. Electric Mayhem. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You, I'm so stoked. Yeah, you're super down. I knew it. Oh, it's called Muppets now. Um, that's and, awesome. What if it was? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, the, the joke's not going to land as, as as strong as I thought it would. Um, uh, I was going to say, what if it's called like like Muppet Wars, like Info Wars? It's, it wasn't worth. It. I mean, no, it definitely wasn't worth. Um, it. I'm sorry I made you tell that. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I heard the thud as that joke hit the floor. Um, uh, there's also a uh, uh, series called Diary of a Female President, uh, and it's a story of, like, it follows a 12-year-old girl from Cuba who, in her journey to becoming the U.S. president, I'm assuming she's going to grow up older and then become president and not be the 12-year-old president <laughs> of the president. United States. <laughs> <laughs> and then, although, I mean, Disney has done stuff like that before with Smart Guy and things like that. Yeah. Uh, then there's, And then the last one before we get to Star Wars is the Lizzie McGuire series reboot. Oh, yes. Starring, uh, what's her name? Lizzie McGuire. What's Hillary her name? Duff. Hillary Duff. Uh, isn't she 
also Xenon, the girl of the 21st century? No. Is that not her? Who's no. Xenon? She's still, I forget her name, she's but still working? that's not her. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> she actually does porn now. Um, still under the name Xenon, girl of the 21st century. <laughs> Z- tw- <laughs> Z- Kirsten Storms is who you're thinking of. What is it? Kirsten Storms. Kirsten Dunst is who you're thinking of. <laughs> this is gonna blow your mind. Okay. Okay. She uh, does do porn no, now. <laughs> no. Kirsten Storms is Xenon. Nebula, which is like her friend, is Raven mm. Simone. Oh, that's right. Makes sense. Uh Mr. Lutz, he's one of the top build cast here. Is Bob Bancroft. Who's that? That's this guy. Do you recognize that man? Uh, yeah, the accountant yeah, guy from, from Parks, Parks and Rec. That works in the accounting yeah. firm. Yeah. But he's the, he's Ted. Yeah. He's the guy who hates <laughs> Ben. <laughs> Ted, get in here. Oh, oh, that's really funny. He's in Xenon. There that's you go. Girl of the 21st century is the porn version. <laughs> um... Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, so then Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, talk to me. Let's... We we got a, a, like a teaser trailer. It was really just like, hey, look at how far we've come with Star Wars. Here's two new scenes, or two new <laughs> shots. Shots, yeah. And then Evil Ray. E- Evil Ray and Evil C-3PO. Someone, <laughs> someone on Twitter said, uh... Darth Ray, which I thought was really Darth funny. Darth Ray, that's good. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I saw a thing, uh, it was a meme someone made of C-3PO with the red eyes, and it said, uh, you're not going to fully get this, but if if you know Star Wars, this is hilarious. Yeah. It, it says, uh, uh, you will be fluent in six million forms of pain. <laughs> oh, no, I know. I get it. <laughs> uh, someone on Twitter also, because you notice her lightsaber, right? It yeah. opens. Someone said she has a Sith army knife. <laughs> Which I thought was pretty funny. I actually, I did see one of those where it expands and it was like a whole bunch of extra accessories, <laughs> like the corkscrew and the toothpick and whatever. That's when it's Sith Army Sith knife. knife. Uh, yeah, that is a stupid way for a lightsaber to open, though. They uh, just did, they just ran out of ideas. They're yes. like, uh, here's what happened. <laughs> kind of like a butterfly knife. I don't know. Here's what happened. <laughs> Uh, they wrote her in uh, The Force Awakens to have a staff. Mm-hmm. so Which is great. Yes, but she needs a lightsaber version of a staff. And we've already done the lightsaber staff with so, that with guy Maul. we cut in half. Yeah. Why can't, so what she are just, we going to do? Why can't she just have that? Did Darth Maul have the only one in the universe? The lightsabers in Star Wars are very... Uh, User specific? Yes. Oh. No, the, there's not like... It's, very, it's you, a very phallic symbol, is I, what you're saying. I think you make it yourself. Oh, okay. Uh, so, like, each... So she chose to make hers all goofy like that? <laughs> all foldable like that. Yeah. That's lame. It's it looks easier like to a travel fan. with. It looks like a fan. It looks like she's about to fan herself. Um, also, I'd like to point out that I totally called that uh, um, of her becoming evil. Uh, like, this was years ago. I wouldn't get too excited about that. Why? I'm... 99% positive that that's like uh, a dream that we're seeing. You think so? And Disney's showing us that to to be like, whoa, what? I, see, I don't know if it is a dream, but I I mean, Disney is very good for like showing us fake outs and red yes. herrings and trailers. Um, I I don't know if it's a dream, man. I think it might I be real. I think it is. 
I don't know. Because uh, every other promotional image we've seen of them is, or of, of this movie, is them fighting, yeah. of Ray and Kylo Ren fighting each other. Yeah. And I just, I don't think that that's where this movie goes. I don't think that they're enemies in this movie. Um, but they can't end the series, mm-hmm. the the entire saga with Ray being bad. Why? Because it's a Disney. They so what? They're not going to do that. They you're, killed you're Han Solo. Me, you, but you're telling me. They killed Han Solo. You're telling me that they're going to look. They had Carrie Fisher come back to life after being blown out into space for 30 minutes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They Disney does not care about but what is logical. You're telling me that they are going to look in the eyes of millions of six-year-old girls yeah. and be like, your character is bad. Now. They made a movie. They made a Star Wars movie in which... Every person you fall in love with over the course of the movie is incinerated. What movie? Rogue One. <laughs> oh. So, I think they're okay <laughs> making a movie and with a, a female lead who looks exactly like Rey. So, <laughs> uh I would say that it's it's worse to have her turn to stay alive no, and, and turn to the dark side. I yes. will tell you this series has always been about the redemption of Kylo Ren. Kylo yeah. Ren will in this franchise is a good guy yeah, of who has to kill Rey. No, he cannot kill Rey. Why? That's 100 I will I will put money on it. Maybe he That's doesn't maybe happen. he doesn't kill Rey, but he becomes a good guy. I think He's Rey, gonna be I good. think Rey's Rey, not going to turn back. I think yes, she no. definitely is. It may not be for permanent, but I'm I not think saying that the third act of this movie if there is a fight scene between Rey and Kylo in the third act of this movie, which could be Kylo will be good, Rey will be bad, and it will probably be because she's the emperor's daughter. And well, Palpatine is back. Right, and he's he's in the poster, yeah. so he's back to some degree. We haven't seen him in person yet, but right. I think she is either his daughter or granddaughter or something, um, maybe a clone of his daughter, maybe a clone of his wife. I don't know, whatever. I think she's somehow related to him, uh, realizing that you know, blah 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 blah, like, oh, you think I was always meant for this, but I'm meant for that, and uh, destiny, and blah 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 blah. I'm not saying that I don't want to see that because I would want to see that. I, think I just don't happen. think that Disney and J.J. Abrams are going to do that. I don't know, man. I don't think it's permanent, but I think it will happen. I think she'll turn evil, like for real, not in a dream. I think mm. she's going to embrace the dark and be like, we'll Look, see. Because they did so much hinting of that in the last movie mm-hmm. to just like ignore it now is kind of weird to me. This is why I'm thinking it's going to be a dream. We're just going to see more of the like, what do I do? Do I go to the dark side? Do I stay over here? I'm conflicted. If that's the movie it is, then it's going to be bad. This, that's, I think that's what it's going to be. You think it's going to be bad? Well, the last one, it, the last one was not good. So. I'm not saying that I don't think it's going to be bad uh, or that I think it's going to be bad. I just don't think that they're going to. If, if this movie is another movie where both the characters are in holding patterns, like, I don't know if I'm bad or if I'm good, the whole movie, it's going to be very bad. I think that's what this movie's going to be. It's going to be very bad. Because the last one was basically bad. The only thing that stopped it from being, like, a trash movie is, like, you know, we had some fun with some of the other characters. Yoda was there. There was a pretty cool fight scene with in the throne room. That was that actually was a cool fight actually scene. is a, if you go back and watch it and watch the stunt actors, it's actually a pretty mechanically bad fight scene. Uh, you should watch it; it's really funny. The, I watched this like video on uh, if you want to look it up on YouTube. They're called the Corridor Crew. They like take stuntmen and they like they like watch good and bad stunts. And he's like, a lot of people think this is a good fight scene, and there's good choreography, but it's a really bad fight scene because if you watch it, 
because of the way it's choreographed, like with a lot of it is Kylo Ren and Rey standing in the middle of the room and people like coming at them. Uh-huh, uh-huh. There's lots of people like in the background when they're not the main person, like basically just standing there waiting to attack, like waiting for their cue. <laughs> and there's a lot of that happening. So if you go back and watch that scene, just pay attention to the people in the background. They're just a lot of them are standing with their arms up, ready to strike like this and waiting for another person to get knocked back before they go for the director to go. Okay, number seven, go! (laughs) (laughs) Whereas, like, if it was really 13 people on two, they would all just stab at once and win, you know? (laughs) It's pretty funny. Um, But yeah. Uh, Okay, so there's that. Uh, So Star Wars. There's the Mandalorian. Did you see that? Yes. I'm excited Um, for that. I'm excited for that, too. And um, I'm extra excited about something that you probably didn't catch, uh, which was IG-88. Um, who is a, a deeper cut character who they're putting is. in this show. He's like a robot bounty hunter who's in Empire Strikes Back. Okay. Um, he Like, when I say he's in it, he's in it for, like, half a shot. Um, they don't name him, um, but he's So how do we know what he's there. called? Uh, from the uh, the books. From the that, supplemental the, materials that, uh, <laughs> that are considered canon, but... Uh. Exactly. Uh, so, to see him in it... You are a giant is, nerd. Is awesome. Uh, is it? Is it awesome? It is. <laughs> um, there's an Obi-Wan series happening. Oh, that's right. With Ewan McGregor. series, yeah. Um, you excited about that? I'm very excited about that. It uh, films next year, so yeah. it'll probably be out in 2021. Um, or 2022, depending on how much CGI there is. Um, Disney Plus. Stu- oh, we talked about everything. That's all my Star Wars news. And all the D23. And all the D23 stuff. We did it. We, we made did it, it. We did it. We did it. Um, oh, also, Disney Plus won't host any R-rated content. was another announcement that they Interesting. made. Interesting. Which is, I guess, doesn't really matter because, well, it does matter if you... Because is Hulu going to be bundled with Disney Plus? Not automatically, but okay. I think they are going to have a bundle where you can do. Yeah, well, then you're going to if you want to see the R-rated stuff Disney owns, which is now a lot of stuff because they own Fox. Uh, you have to get um, Hulu. You won't gotcha. be able to just watch it through Disney Plus because they won't host any. I think that's kind of like their get out of jail free card to like make you buy both things, yeah. <laughs> Hulu and Disney Plus. Um, because if you want to watch, like, for instance, like Alien, like the the Ridley Scott movie, they, yeah. they now own those. So if you want to stream those, you'll have to go watch them on Hulu. You can't watch it. They won't be hosted on Disney+. Plus, mm. Which is kind of a bummer, but, you know. It, that's probably, yeah, but, that is probably but, their way. But to- also what it means is the shows that are, none of the shows or movies that like have been announced to be on the Disney Plus app will have R-rated content. Yeah. So like Moon Knight, something that should be very dark and violent probably won't be so much. Yeah. It's not going to be, uh, what's the, it's not going to be the Punisher. You know what yeah. I mean? People aren't going to get stabbed in the eye and stuff. Unfortunately. Bummer. Unfortunately, Damn right? It. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. All right, made it. D twenty three. D twenty three. Do you have anything else? Um, no, we did shout outs. Shout out to Julie for calling. Oh, I got another shout out. Okay, go ahead. Uh, shout out to Dave Brandwine, Dave B. Dave, Dave B. B. Drummer. Drummer. Okay. Um, we met up this week. Oh, cool. Um, we went and got a drink. Um, nice. Do, and do you know him bef- outside of the podcast? I've never met him in person. Really? Before this, so he started uh, following Startup Musician. Oh, uh, uh, okay. Several years ago. Uh, 
And then when we started this, he started listening to this. And yeah. And so he moved to, he's from Chicago. He moved to LA. Uh, and so he hit me up. Is he and, doing improv? Because uh, <laughs> if you want to, um, it was actually right after I played for the show at UCB. Um, okay. But, uh, oops. Come so, on, yeah, we uh, we met up. Super nice guy. Uh, friend of the podcast. So, shout out Dave. Shout out to Dave B. Drummer. Um, shout out to uh, Ravel. It was his birthday on Sunday, I want to say. Mm. So, a week ago, by the time you're hearing this, a week a week before this, uh, it was Ravel's birthday. So, happy birthday to Ravel. He's 26 years old. Um, can I say something that I'm uh, <laughs> uncomfortable <laughs> saying? Sure. I feel like... Uh, it's difficult for me to tell when black people's birthdays are because it's always like a birthday week or like a birthday month. <laughs> I don't, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I get. I don't think that's just a black thing, though. Uh, I think that's white like people a, don't do that. It's like a millennial thing. White white millennials don't do that. Really? Yeah. I feel like I. Well, you get your birthday, and that's it. <laughs> really? Yeah. There's no birthday uh-huh. week. There's no birthday month. Oh, yeah. Black people, we celebrate our birthday all month. Well, I personally don't, but, like, that is part of the culture to, yeah. like, it's my birthday month. My birthday's not till the 30th, but we're going to brunch every day until <laughs> exactly. then. Yeah, it so is So, like, that. I don't... Also, I, I have no idea when his birthday al- was. Also, like, I I love that black, pe- black culture has adopted uh, some things that were, like, big in white culture, where usually it's the opposite. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, brunch, like, black people love brunch now like we've ne- when i was growing up like no one ever went to brunch like yeah. we were at work you know <laughs> now like every like that's like the black thing to do is like go to brunch and and day parties oh like i think i think it's because like white wine spritzers i think it's because millennials now have a bunch of and and we live on the coast but millennials have a bunch of jobs now that don't require them to be at work during the day and black people, the black culture, like black millennials, are cashing in on that. They're like, we have free time during the day. What is this like? Let's drink some white let's, claw. Let's put on some white linen and go. Yeah, go drink white claw by a pool of some kind that we don't live at. Do you have a uh, pineapple floaty or a flamingo floaty? We can <laughs> Pink throw flamingo in the pool. floaty. Yeah, for sure. Let's all go to Palm Springs for some reason. <laughs> let's go to Palm Desert. Instagram for- <laughs> tells me it's cool over there. <laughs> oh man, it's 130 degrees out here. It didn't look like that on Instagram. No one was sweating in the Instagram photos. <laughs> I don't want alcohol. I'm dying. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what. I yeah, I think yeah. Palm Springs is like I think it. Palm Springs is like the Vegas that photographs better. You know. <laughs> yeah. It's Vegas with it's, better natural it's light. Daytime Vegas. <laughs> yeah. It's it's Vegas if you don't gamble. Yeah, you know what I mean? Or if you don't, yeah. if you don't, if it's Vegas, if you don't want like to go to a club or gamble, if you don't want the nightlife and you just want to be by a pool in the desert, you just go to Palm Springs. Yeah, yeah. I don't get it though. It's too much no, pale, too much I. pale pink. Yeah, it's not not my thing. Yeah. Um. Anyway, shout out to Ravel Day. Still his birthday month. Celebrating all month. Uh, yeah. He was go listen in, to his song "Chasing" on Spotify. Uh, and it's free he, plug. He was in our sketch. Yeah, he was in our "Kill Your Darling" sketch. Um. Yeah, for a brief moment. For a moment like this, <laughs> some people wait a lifetime. 
for that one special kiss oh i can't believe it's happening it's to a country me song. most songs sound better as country songs <laughs> some people wait a lifetime for a moment key change like this some people wait a lifetime for a moment like this oh i can't believe it's happening to me me some people wait a lifetime for a moment like this get home safe boys All right. <laughs> Let's wrap it up. The troops will bring the freedom. <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't think I have any more shout outs. Uh, where can people find you online? Uh, you can find me online on social media at Asan the DJ at A-H-S-O-H-N the DJ or at my website at Asan.com. I am at B-Shaw, B-Shaw, B-Shaw everywhere. And we are at Weekly Regular everywhere. Yeah. And WeeklyRegular.com for all of our sketches and comedy goodness. All right. All right. See you next week. See you next week.